Chico, how are you? Hello, all you wonderful people out there. How's your day? How's your week? How's your pizza? Shall we chin chin at him? Chin chin. Ah. Having beer. And we're in the same room. Yes, we are. That's why I'm so uncomfortable. <laughs> He's sitting on the edge. <laughs> He really is. <laughs> well, normally when we do these shows, I'm in my closet naked. And um, now I'm here naked, so it's really weird. <laughs> It's weird for me too, Adam. I told you to put on clothes. <laughs> uh, hi, everybody. Hi. Welcome I'm wearing, back. I'm wearing a blindfold. Mm-hmm. Usually I don't have to do that because I don't see anyone. Except she's wearing it on her <laughs> mouth. <laughs> you wish. So what's uh, going on, Chico? How's your week? My week's been good. I don't know. Can't hear you, Chico. Microphone's oh, yeah, over true. here. <laughs> <laughs> I need to remember this all through the show. Yeah, my like right now. And right now. Good. Am I good? Yeah, yeah. I want to dance. My week's been good. I'm sore from my own class from yesterday. So, ladies and gents, if you do strengthening and mobility with me, you might be sore the next day, apparently. Or I'm like out of shape. So I don't know if you want to do that with me. You're out of your own shape. I'm out of my own shape. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I love when that happens, though. I'm like, ooh, yeah, it works. That sweet pain of soreness 
Do you enjoy that after like a good workout? Yeah, yeah. I just decided to miss it for the past five months. <laughs> I've decided to look forward to it eventually. But right now I'm just waiting. I'm building up the, the what's the, what am I looking for here? Suspense. Yeah, you know. <laughs> You're building I'm up eager a suspense for, for I'm eager, workouts. but it's not happening yet. <laughs> I don't know why I like get such a good kick out of it. Now that I have my aerial yoga set up too, mm -hmm. until you got here today, I was being a monkey upside down. Normally, you're just a bitch. I know. <laughs> Which is, no, a dog, a right? Which is a dog, right? Which is a dog. See, April's with I'm us, a, so I'm we, a bitch we monkey. Talk about baseball. I'm bitch monkey playing baseball. <laughs> hey, Craig. <clears throat> hey, potato puda poodle, puda, potato puda. <laughs> we should call her potato Buddha. Ooh, I like that. Renee is I here. I dare her to change her name last next week. Hmm? I dare her to change her name for next week. You know, I always thought you interrupted me because there was a delay. Fuck but now you, that Adam. I'm sitting next to you, <laughs> it's just this thing that happens. I'm talking and you just go. I just like talking to myself with you in the, the background. Fuck? I'm not in the background. <laughs> In my imagination, you are, maybe. Why kick me? See? I'm all about equal rights. I'll hit a woman. You interrupt me. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hi, Andrew. So what was that song we started with, Adam? En esta tarde, Grigis. So many versions of that song. Which one did you play for us? Which one do you think, everybody? Voting time. Ta -ding, ta -ding, ta -ding, ta -ding, ta -ding. The winner will call in. <laughs> I also... Fresedo. Yes, exactly. <laughs> now you have to call in. That's your award. No, it wasn't Fresedo. <laughs> I know. He likes... He likes to visualize Frazedo and um, what's that slip bikini bottom for the guys? Is it called slip? No. What? The tight bottoms for guys for swimsuits. Underwear? Oh, speedos. Speedos. Yeah. I don't know why there's a connection in my head with Frazedo and Speedos. I think in one of the shows where we talked about not liking Frazedo so much. Alex like Krebs a, did not like. <clears throat> there was a Speedo conversation too. Bruce will remember. He said there's no connection. <laughs> <laughs> All right then. There was um, This American Life on NPR the other day. And they were doing lifeguard testing, and apparently you have to wear a speedo, but only in certain beaches in New York City. And one of the lifeguards had been a lifeguard his whole life. He was like in his late sixties, early seventies. He didn't want to wear a speedo, 
and they wouldn't let him test unless he wore one. And it's a very interesting episode of This American Life. I don't normally listen to it that often, but it happened to be on NPR when I was cooking something the other day. And he he ended up getting dismissed. He couldn't lifeguard, but then he took it to some sort of ageism. Like he sued the city. And now he's lifeguarding again. Um, but they had a, they called the Speedo the dental floss of bathing suits or something <laughs> like this. That's hilarious. Why is, uh, why, why do you have to wear a Speedo? You're faster with it? Is it an aerodynamic thing? <laughs> or I didn't uh... really go into it because all the other beaches in New York State allowed you to wear, I think you called them jammers. Um, like I know in New Jersey, the lifeguards wear not non-speedo, like the shorts. Well, yeah, thank you, Craig. Um, I give NPR an even more sophisticated lens. So <laughs> the guy thought that they were making lifeguards wear speedos because in Long Island specifically, the lifeguards tended to be much older hmm. and they thought it was a way to scare them away from lifeguarding anymore. Huh. But he was the only one who had this theory because all the other lifeguards his age wore the speedos in the tests and then were able to go back to lifeguarding in regular bathing suits interesting so they they had this whole episode and they made the guy sound kind of like um he was being persecuted and and then at the end they said well we spoke to all the other lifeguards and they don't seem to mind so it's just him <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> it's interesting interesting i do want to listen to that now let's put it on sure we're gonna listen to that now we'll <laughs> wrap up our I can't seem to hear myself in my headphones, Adam. <laughs> Should we share this moment with everybody? <laughs> we had a sound check earlier for like half an hour, uh, trying different variations of things. And then we listened to ourselves having those conversations for half an hour and we were cracking up. Like, I can't hear you. Can you hear me? No. I then can't hear there's, anything. And there's like silence because <laughs> I was on the back porch. Oh, no, and no. all you hear is me going, what the fuck? I don't fucking hear anything. <laughs> <laughs> you left the room. That's why. Uh, yeah, it's a good podcast. You know, if, if like Howard Stern can get away with having a two or three hour episode just berating like a guy he works with on the same radio station and have millions of listeners. I think we, we earned our 14 listeners. <laughs> <laughs> so what do we have going on? I we have the virtual Tango and Cuentro this Monday with Marcelo. Oh, yes, 8 p.m. We're going to be doing an interview with Craig Schmerington. Mr. Mr. Fifth, it airs, but we're gonna do it on the thirtieth. So that's yeah, Saturday. Gonna... It airs. Um, we're doing on the sixth. We're doing the Tango Spheres with Marcelo and a group of other dancers and artists. Which is, um, we're gonna promo it right now, but I'm gonna butcher it. 
<laughs> but it's Saturday and Sunday from 2 to 6.30 each day. And each hour and a half or so features a different dancer, correct? Uh, and they come from a different angle about what they're doing with Tango right now in this current moment of COVID, not being able to dance socially, of course. And our angle is that we're connecting with this couple from London, Winston and Sylvia, and we're going to talk about how we've been using technology, Zoom, podcasting, and they've been doing a lot of online classes, um, and then how we built that and what we're going to do in the future, if anything. Um, so that will be on Sunday for that Tango Spheres. There is, I think, definitely going to be something in the future. Sure. <laughs> um, Marcelo will be on the show later tonight, so he can talk a little bit more about that if he'd like. Yeah. And that's what we have going on right now. Exactly. Oh, here we Phone's have. Phone's ringing. Phone's ringing. Roger. Roger is calling. I think. Is that Renee? Hello. Yes, it's me. Hello. Hi. Hello. Good to hear your voice. The same here. I've been from the beginning, so this is the first time that I'm here for the introduction as well. So it's it's kind of nice to see you guys uh, warming up to the program. Yeah, really. So I have a question for you, Renee. Yes. Never sure. really tried to say your last name out loud. Then I was uh -huh. like, this definitely does not sound like an Argentine last name. Well, it's, it's French. It? You know, those Argentinians okay. full of immigrants. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, I wanted to know where it's coming from. It's French. It's Rouget. Rouget. Oh, that yeah. makes more sense because I'm like... You don't really say Roger or Roger. How do everybody you say it in calls Spanish? me everybody called me Mrs. Ruger. <laughs> <laughs> How are you, Mrs. Ruger? But so no, it's Rouget. It's actually yeah. like Rouge, you know, but with the R at the oh, end. At the end. So yeah. it gives it gives the accent to the E. So it's pronounced yeah. Rouget. Wow. But would you were you ever pronouncing it like that when you lived in Argentina, or that you know it comes from that, but you never really uh, pronounced it like that? No, I pronounce it like that over there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Rouge. I we only I, there. I, I've been always called Rouge. Here, I've been always called Mrs. Ruger. It <laughs> 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 sounds German or something. And John is with us. Hello, John. Hello. Hello. I have no. Uh, I can. I think I can say your last name well, John Osborne. You got it right. Not everyone does. Really? Because I thought like that's an easy one. I have no. Like, well, a lot of people say Os Osborne, even though it's spelled Osborne, which is correct. I see. People John, are used to Osborne. We can have you a little farther from your mic, so that it's, <laughs> it's a little too... We're glad you're enthusiastic to be here. Uh, well, it's at a fixed length. It's as far away as it can be. Maybe, is it this, my phone? Oh, that is better. Yeah. That okay, is so better. I turned the volume yeah. down on my phone. Okay. Yeah, which huh. you can do a little bit more, actually. <laughs> really? But I, it's I, I, simultaneously I start losing you if I do that. So. I Somebody's saying they should go to another room, John. So I don't know if that's personal. 
But... No, I just, I feel him coming out of my chest. That's how close I feel. I can feel the same thing. I brought the yeah. volume down. I brought yeah, I've the got the same. Down. Hmm. Uh, what I cannot you also must have... suggest is like... I'm on the same setup as the sound check the other day, so I don't know why. He must yeah. have a really good Wi-Fi. Because yeah, when you have good that... Wi-Fi, it's uh, much stronger. Uh, if you know if your right side or your left side of your headphone is the mic, Maybe you could like take take that one off and hold it away from you. <laughs> no, the mic is dead center. I see. I see. Oh, you oh, have a mic. Good. Okay, that sounds like this. Your voice sounds so powerful, John. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like this well, that's why you hired me to do this, exactly. Renee. Exactly. I mean, he he's like, in case I decide to go with somebody else after five minutes, five five month break, he said, I want to make sure Renee listens to me. <laughs> Well, now now it's better. I don't know what's like. Anyway. Oh. Well, so welcome, guys. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Thank Hi, you John. For, I'll try to talk here. really quiet. That sounds great. That sounds wonderful. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Less projection, I guess. Well, Adam's telling me I need to be projecting more with the mic that I'm using that he uses every week. We're both sharing it. All these complexities of technology. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. But the author of, uh, you were playing before um, En Esta Tarde Gris, mm -hmm. and uh, the author is actually Contursi, the same author of the oh, really? tango we're doing tonight, yes. So, that is crazy yes. coincidence. Yes. I had no crazy idea. Crazy coincidence, yeah, yeah. Wow. So uh, it's on my list also of tangos that I want to mention about Contursi. So, uh, I love what Andrew wrote. What? Just whisper, friends. <laughs> what did he write? One of our listeners, Andrew, he wrote, yeah. just whisper, friends. <laughs> oh, my God. So we're here with John and Renee, and they're going to share with us something that... Can you tell us the history about how you got started doing this? What inspired you to do this at Falucho? Yeah, sure. And what is that. it that you do? And mention Falucho as well, which is your monthly milonga. Uh, yeah, Milonga Falucho uh, was born five years ago in Brooklyn, and um, and one of the things that I wanted to do in the Milonga was recite tangos to encourage people to understand the lyrics because you know understanding the music and I understanding the lyrics will change mm -hmm. probably the density of your dance. Yeah. Uh, the lyrics gives a little extra flavor to the music and, and especially influence the dance tremendously in many cases. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes no, sometimes the music is, is what is more powerful and takes over the lyrics. But mm -hmm. in, in tangos that are well balanced, uh, especially in tango cancions, uh, you know, lyrics are very powerful. And, uh, but I didn't know who I was going to do it with because I needed somebody to recite in English. Uh, uh, next to me, as I was doing in Spanish, you know, bilingual, and and just keep going with the, with the meaning of of the tango. Mm -hmm. And then John is, became an acquaintance of my milonga. But one day I saw him reciting Shakespeare, hmm. and I was so impressed. And I said, I'm going to grab John and ask him to do this with me because I think I find I have I have find a person to do it with. That's so amazing. talking to John, talking to John, I realized that he uh, uh, actually is 
very involved in Argentine, in Porteña culture. He travels to Buenos Aires many times, uh, usually once a year, and he's always involved in some projects. He is uh, very interested in, in Lunfardo and in all the, the meaning of the lyrics itself. You know, even before we start talking about the possibility to have to put in this together. So when we start reciting, we start reciting and looking for translations in the internet. Mm-hmm. And the translation were not that good. So John said, maybe I should do this from scratch. And I said, you know, of course, it would be wonderful if you can actually have your own interpretation of the lyrics. So we start talking, discussing different tangos, uh, different expressions inside the, the, uh, the verse, and the lunfardo meanings of different words, which is a very mm-hmm. difficult thing to interpret in English. Yeah, of course. Uh, and he started doing this amazing translation from scratch. And and he is very focused on the on the meaning of the poetry rather than uh, translated literally the words. So he can actually um, convey the message of the poetry in in a beautiful and, and precisely way. And from that moment on, we come out with this um, blog that he created, what tango means. And the segment in Faluch is called uh, the, the Meaning of Tango. And we start doing this every milonga. And, uh, and the blog is, is, is nice because it talks, about the, it talks about the milonga itself, talks about who he is, what is milonga falucho, it talks about me as, as the creator of the milonga, of course, mm-hmm. uh, about um, John's own, own blogs, uh, the different places where I held milonga falucho, which is at the Café, Café Argentino. So uh, the blog gives you an insight of the milonga and what was happening every night when we were reciting a specific tango. Hey, Renee. Yes. Or John, could you put the URL of the blog in the chat? Uh, sure, I'll do that. Thank you. Okay, thank you, John. So, um, like, for example, the tango that we're going to recite tonight, which is uh, Como Dos Extraños, uh, it was uh, performed, I mean, it was recited on August 6th, exactly a year ago, 2019. And, um, and it tells you that Javier Sanchez and Mauricio Nach were performing that night, and it gives you a little bit of flavor what's going on at the Milonga. And of course, mm-hmm. talking about the authors and the composer as well. So we do a little bit of introduction, and sometimes it's a nice stories about the song itself, or the author mm-hmm. itself that we could tell. And I have a nice story about um, Jose Maria Contursi that I will tell you a little bit later, probably after we recite the tango, mm-hmm. which is about Grisel. And uh, you know, he wrote in 1942. He wrote Grisel, the tango Grisel, uh-huh. the tango canción Grisel. And it's a, it's a beautiful love story um, about him and Grisel. So I would like to go over probably at the end. Nice. So I well, do you want me to play the song first? Uh, yes, of course. Play the song first. And also, uh, w- the reason why we chose this song, and I think we put it in a posting, is uh, the tango canción, which is, which is the cancions that are uh, written to cantar, for singing, or for listening. In other words, they are so, the lyrics are so powerful that usually 
you just listen and sing the song rather than choosing to um, dance it. But the magic of this kind of tango, this style of tango, is that couples that choose one of these uh, to perform come out with great interpretations because actually they perform for the lyrics and they can choreograph to the lyrics. And uh, usually the performers are really powerful. And, and your performance of this song is unbelievable. It's probably my favorite from all the ones I have seen you perform. So I thought it, we will dedicate this one to you tonight. Oh, well, thank you. I was thank actually going to play that version, too. Normally people play the uh, Lorenz version, but I really like the Casares version. So. Yeah, Rene had asked us to play the version oh, we danced perfect. to. Yes. Yeah, okay. yeah. So. And it's, uh, I, and I'm glad you guys, like, I didn't mention that, but I'm glad you picked that song because since we started the show pretty much, I wanted to share uh, a song and then share lyrics, but... I would have shared lyrics through what I would have found on the internet. So when you offered to do this song, I was so happy because this would have been my first choice if I were to talk about a song and its lyrics. Wonderful, wonderful. Yeah. Well, let's, I'll play it and then we'll chat more. Ready to listen, beautiful. Palideció la luz del sol, 
al escucharte fríamente conversar fue tan distinto nuestro amor y duele comprobar que todo todo terminó de gran error volverte a ver para llevarme destrozado el corazón son mil fantasmas al volver burlándose de mí las horas de ese muerto ayer y ahora que estoy frente a ti parecemos ya ves los extraños lección que por fin aprendí como cambian las cosas los años angustia de saber muerta la ilusión y la fe perdón si me ves lagrimear los recuerdos me han hecho mal Beautiful. Yeah, that song's amazing. I can see you I can see you I can see you dancing guys when when I'm you know, listening to this version. <laughs> do you know what the hardest thing about performing to a song like that is? What is it? You have to do stuff and the song is so amazing. You don't want to move. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're supposed to interpret the lyrics and it's is overwhelming and, almost, right? And also like there's an audience, You're, it's a performance, it's a show, you have to do something, right? And then it's like, well, how do we do just enough that we don't ruin the song and, the um, and destroy the meaning of it, but enough that it's still entertaining? <laughs> yeah, it's a, el compromiso is, is huge, yes. you know? The commitment yes. is huge to choose a, 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 a song like that. You know, he continued... I'm, I'm sorry, no, go ahead. no, no. I was like the minute I had played that to Adam, like we were trying to decide what we'll dance to, and I had played it, and we were both like, "That's I it." I was terrified. I didn't want to do it. You really? <laughs> I thought like you really I mean, liked the song, though. I did, of course, yeah. but I was still kind of terrified. <laughs> well, you know, um, Jose Maria Contursi started what his father continued what his father started twenty years earlier. Mm -hmm. um, which is the tango cancion, uh, but the subject of the, the lyrics and the subject of the song changed over time. And Contour, Maria, Jose Maria Contursi's generation was more about um, love, passion, contradiction, melancholic, uh, psychological, tormental about love. And uh, he, he usually, he gave a lot of refined uh, language and vocabulary to the tango. Uh, he never used lunfardo, for example. Hmm. So uh, he, uh, it was very refined. Tango became really refined. But um, was that because of the time that there was a period where also Lunfardo was not allowed? Well, we, that, that also could be parallel. But what happened in that generation, 1932 uh, and on, is when uh, mostly the, the subject, exactly, Lunfardo was not allowed. That's a good point. But the subjects were more about passion and love. They didn't. They didn't actually um, reflect any social justice either. You know, mm, it was more yes. about personal struggles. Uh, I see. Yeah, it's and like, it's like a U.S. pop music today. They just whine about somebody left them. <laughs> I can't get no 
yeah action but like back in the day music was more political in this country at least right. and it was it uh Contursi was one of the people who changed that about lyrics right exactly it that he exactly. was born into that he was one of the leaders of changing that exactly that was part of this this generation he was one of the leaders exactly and you know and, i he go ahead yeah well, I was just going to mention his father was Pasquale Contursi, who uh, wrote, is, I hope I'm not talking Cuparsita, too loudly. Is he the one? Uh, yeah, Mi Noche Triste, which was no, yeah, considered Cuparsita. the first, okay. yeah, the oh, first yes. tango canción. Exactly. So, that, yeah. Exactly. Wait, actually, can you repeat the name? Mi Noche, Mi tango, Mi Noche Triste. Mi Noche Triste. And uh, there is a film that um, uh, it was on on uh, uh, on honor of his father of Pablo um, Pascual Contursi that uh, was a short film in 1952 and um, Jose Maria co-script uh, co-script writer the uh, the play the the movie mm -hmm. the script for the movie mm -hmm. in honor of his father I see and you know he he co uh, create so many uh, beautiful songs with uh, Carlos Di Sarli of Aldo Fresero. Uh, he, he wrote with uh, Cristal and Tupiel de Jasmine, with Mariano Mores, uh, with Armando Pontier, Tabaco, with Armando Portier, Claveles Blancos, mm -hmm. uh, Garras, uh, Evocándote, that's when Aníbal Troilo. No, he has a, a, an amazing repertoire. I see. That's really cool. And I, I can ask a question. Yeah. I'm, curi I'm curious about something. I want to ask John what made him uh, uh, Guys, one request before your question, Rene. Yeah. One of you is playing with a pen or switching, turning pages maybe. I don't know. But I am not. Sorry. I'm not touching I'm the, anything. I'm the sound uh, police tonight. I am just sitting here. Okay. All right. <laughs> yes. Then I... We, Prove it. But I heard that. Yeah. I did hear. I heard. I did hear pages turning. So. Okay. I didn't. Ter I, yeah. I'm not turning any pages. In other words, I okay. have. I have the pages laid on the table, not to turn any, but one. <laughs> it's only one that I'm going to turn at some it's point. So, and I will <laughs> give you the warning. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry Karen about that. I like. It could just be the app, but I'm just uh, double checking on our end. So we, sorry, we interrupted John. And Renee had a question for John. Oh, Renee had the question. Yes. I wanted to ask John about what made him um, be so committed to Milonga Fallujah to this project. Well, I was, I was very attracted to the idea. Uh, I'm an old theater person and I don't do much much along those lines and haven't for years. So I guess the idea of doing public recitals uh, maybe appealed to that part of my background. And I, uh, when it turned out I was going to try my hand at translating, uh, that uh, uh, pulled me into it as a kind of full creative project. Um, because um, uh, for whatever reason, most, not all, but most of the translations uh, we found didn't work for this particular project. They might, they gave a good sense uh, perhaps of what a song meant in a literal sense, but uh, 
weren't that suitable for recitation. Um, so um, I guess because it was a sort of combined literary theatrical project that uh, had to do also with tango. Um, I guess that's a, what, a trifecta there, right? And you gave so much passion always to this project every week, uh, so much dedication. And, uh, and really, I want to thank you for that. I really appreciate it. Hey, John. Yes. Renee said she heard you reciting Shakespeare. That's correct. What was that? Uh, What's there a story behind that? Well, there's a um, uh, once a year, didn't happen this year, but once a year in Central Park, there is a sonnet slam of Shakespeare's sonnets. Uh, and you can sign up and uh, recite one. And I've been doing that uh, for years uh, since wow. it started. Uh, it's on, uh, what's the date? Uh, the traditionally, there's a date in April that is uh, thought to be Shakespeare's birthday. And so I've done that annually, and, some, and something was posted on the internet, which uh, Renee, for better or worse, saw and uh, <laughs> for better listened or worse. to. I don't know which sonnet it was. Huh? Yeah, yeah. I should try to figure out which sonnet it was that I somehow impressed you when, with. When you first I, said, I was attracted to the idea, you had the perfect pose. You said, I was attracted and you took a long pause. I was like, oh, he's going to say I was attracted <laughs> to you. <laughs> no, no, no. I, yeah, I, was, I wasn't sure what he was going to say. But I... <laughs> That's really cool. So you've been, you did say already that like you've always been interested in theater, theater. Is that something you have done professionally at some point? Or it's always, it was a hobby? Like... Oh, well, it's my, uh, well, I actually teach theater at uh, NYU. Uh, wow. uh, Look at that. Theater That's studies. Awesome. I don't teach acting, but I teach theater mm -hmm. studies. Um, and my undergraduate major was in theater. But I haven't done very much practical theater uh, as, as an actor or a director for uh, 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 for a very long time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and can you can you John tell them what uh, when you travel to Buenos Aires you're always involved in some projects there so can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, I actually uh, my translate. This is not the first stuff I've ever translated into Spanish uh, uh, from Spanish, excuse me, into English. Um, I have done um, my first translation project was actually. Play. It was on behalf of, we all know Pulpo of Astoria Tango Club, mm -hmm. yes, Pablo. Well, he asked, he asked me to translate a play for uh, super titles that he was doing with uh, IATI here in New York. And so I had that experience as a translator. And then um, uh, there was a project in Buenos Aires called Social Tango. Uh, uh, which was presented at the Buenos Aires Tango Festival a couple of years ago. Uh, Augustina Videla uh, was the, uh, uh, the, uh, the director, the conceiver of the project, and I translated her... Um, uh, there's a poetic voiceover you hear during that show, and I did the program translation for that. 
So, um, so I've had these projects both in New York and in Buenos and Aires. In Argentina. Yeah. So um, I never. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm, and I, I'd like to say I'm fluent in Spanish, but actually, uh, <laughs> I, I do have a intermediate certificate in it, um, and I read it very well. And uh, it's sort of a die roll as far as uh, you know. But but you're not taking my reciting, John. You're not taking my reciting. Uh, you just do the English <laughs> version, okay? <Yeah. laughs> oh, I was hoping I could. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, shall we start? Yeah. Of course. Sure. Yeah. So, John, you uh, want to go ahead, please? Yeah, we'll do the uh, English version first. Um, so, before you start, uh, one other thing. You guys said you translate this together, right? Uh, well, like I do a translation and, uh, and then... Uh, I run it by Renee, and she has some things to say about it. I'm kind of the consultant, you know. <laughs> but, you know, this is yeah. his translation, but he also, the good thing about John is he actually, it's done when we, we exchange ideas and he consults about the translation. He actually brings the different meanings that it could be uh, as, as options, you know, and we talk about I it. So, so, you know, he understands that could, some things could go either way. And then, and especially when it's Lumfardo, it becomes a little more challenging. So that's what I, I put more on my uh, input, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's what but I was He thinking. does an amazing job. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, and one thing I try to do that uh, most of the online translations, not all at most, uh, don't really concern themselves with like rhymes and the length of a line. It's more about getting the meaning out. Uh, so I tr I've tried to do translations, and it helps for the recitals in which you actually uh, hear the uh, the rhyming uh, parts, and in which the lines have maybe something of the same rhythm, uh, or but are at least the same length in terms of uh, syllables see. and so on. Yeah, that's really cool because another friend of ours has uh, been doing something similar, translating songs. Uh, he's he's in Washington, I right? I think I know he's in Washington. Mean. Yes. Yeah. 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 I just and he was mentioning the same thing that he really pays attention to that as well. Really yes, cool. I just recently discovered his website. I think he just recently started putting it up. So. Yeah. 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 But. Here we go. It's yours. Okay. So. In Spanish, como dos extraños. Uh, English title, Like Two Strangers, written in 1940. It's being alone that daunted me, the looming fear that I might die so far apart from you. How, oh, how I wanted to cry, feeling myself subjected to the mocking cruelty of reality. I obeyed no less than the heart's demand that I seek you out and give you back your love. I did the bidding of the heart, believing if I found you, you would keep me from falling apart. Now that we're face to face, I apprehend that we, don't you see, are as two strangers. The lesson I learned in the end, 
how the years as they pass really do change things. The anguish of knowing that love will die if faith and hope already have. I didn't mean for you to see me cry. It's the memories have made me ill. The sun's own light dimmed and went pallid on hearing the coldness of your words and sighs. Our love was unlike any other, and it hurt to realize that it all, all of it ended. How rash it was to see you this way, to present you on a platter, a heart destroyed. The deadly hours of yesterday are a thousand phantoms come to taunt me again today. Bravo. <laughs> Beautiful, John. Thank you. <laughs> I could totally feel Shakespeare, too. Ah. <laughs> you do, you do, right? Yeah, yeah, I do, I do. I can totally Actually, there are a lot of... Now. Yeah. Um, uh, I've, there actually is a lot in, in Tango lyrics that reminds me of Shakespeare. But, yeah. So now we got to see what my version reminds you of. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. So um, the tango canción is Como Dos Extraños, 1940. Letra de José María Contursi, música de Pedro Lawrence. Me acobardó la soledad y el miedo enorme de morir lejos de ti. ¿Qué ganas tuve de llorar sintiendo junto a mí la burla de la realidad? Y el corazón me suplicó que te buscara y que le diera tu querer. Me lo pedía el corazón y entonces te busqué, creyéndote mi salvación. Y ahora que estoy frente a ti, parecemos, ya ves... Dos extraños. Lección que por fin aprendí. ¿Cómo cambian las cosas los años? Angustia de saber muertas ya la ilusión y la fe. Perdón si me ves lagrimear. Los recuerdos me han hecho mal. Palideció la luz del sol al escucharte fríamente conversar. Fue tan distinto nuestro amor y duele comprobar que todo, todo terminó. Qué gran error volverte a ver para llevarme destrozado el corazón. Son mil fantasmas al volver burlándose de mí las horas de ese muerto ayer. Un poquito distinto. Wow. That's the end, right? Yes. That's the end. You can clap now. Give us more. Give us more, come on. Yes, I want more. I remember the phantoms of yesterday, so that was, I was like, that's the cue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's man, I can listen to you recite in Spanish. But it sounds different. Say, it sounds different. Sí, oh, yes. Different. Yeah. I, I want to rip my heart out now. <laughs> it's more, a more, I think in Spanish, it's more like an exclamation of pain. Yeah. And uh, and the the version in English is more Shakespeareano. 
yeah, but yeah, yeah. this is more evoking evoking feelings you know from your heart that's what the admiration uh the admiration uh symbols uh mm -hmm. gives made me uh express a, like like a cry from your heart you know like evoking a yes. pain you know more than anything else well but it's I think also that, like it's yeah go for it sorry it's the magic of language too you know it's is what happened with languages, you know, the, the, the way you, you, you express different things. Um, well, it's also written in that language. So the way, like, regardless how much you guys pay attention to finding rhymes and uh, cadencias, I guess, that are similar, it's going to sound different yes. in the way, like, you would express the language. But, also, um, if you were to translate, yes. ex if you were to translate exiling literally, you will not understand the meaning. Exactly. In English, you is no way that if I if I make a, um, a translation uh, letter uh, word by word, you will understand any of the real meaning of the of the verse. Yeah. You know. Well, also what I find really interesting about the lyrics of this song that there's so many songs where it's about the loss of a love but like how sad they're feeling this and that, but there is something even more real about this, that they've lost this love and he sort of have lived for years with the memory of that love, thinking that if he finds her again, mm -hmm. that he's gonna feel and he's gonna go back to how he felt in the past, but then finally he finds her and there is none of that and they feel like strangers and like it's so sad but it's so very painful at the yeah same but it's time. also painful you know it is yeah, your heart is your, your your heart is bleeding it's hard that is yeah. bleeding at that time for, with, with anger yeah. and that is why it is hard to perform to that song ladies and gentlemen <laughs> and, that, and that is why <laughs> it's stabbing yourself at the end and that is one of the why is one of the most beautiful performance I ever seen you guys doing because the compromise, el compromiso, el commitment to the lyrics is what gives the whole expression to the choreography. So, so it's, it's very. So I have a, I have a question about that. Yeah. When you dance this together, uh, is it as though one of you? is identifying with the singer and the other is symbolic of the lost love or uh, are you both identifying with the lyrics uh, as I though think, they were yours? I think this time, correct me if I'm wrong, Adam, that we identified with uh, him and her both because yeah. especially at one point in the song when he says you felt it too that mm -hmm. what was in the past is no longer there uh, so from there we figured they're both feeling this uh, longing for what they used to have and that this uh, pain that that it's no longer there uh, and we thought that's what we play with and we play with sort of we thought in order to respect the meaning of the song our goal was we didn't choreograph the whole thing we choreographed the beginning and an end 
but our goal through the middle was to give as many pauses and moments of stillness as possible. And uh, like when we were rehearsing, we talked about this a lot, like we should do it in such a way where we're almost uncomfortable that we're not starting to move. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And we also didn't want to do it like we're portraying the song as uh, two actors playing the roles of the man and woman, you know, like Mm -hmm. so literal to the male, male, female role. Right. And just more about the whole idea that we're both feeling the pain and and as dancers we're expressing the idea but not signifying it in roles you know yeah not so literal right. but right. identifying more because that the could feelings. be we've 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 probably performed to songs similar or seen that and you can see like the song is a story and if the dancers are representing that story that's fine but you're acting now and I'm not an actor. <laughs> so we're dancing to the idea of the whole, the whole concept. That's all. Mm-hmm. Also the, well, ver- the version, the, the, I'm sorry. I was going to say the version that you perform Cassidy is very, mm-hmm. it has a lot of ternura. It's very tender. Mm-hmm. Uh, exactly. and, and then, and then you have, you also sing it to his voice, the way he tells the story, not only the story itself, but right. the way he tells the story. I will invite you to listen to the version by Polaco Goscheneche if you haven't yet, mm-hmm. and uh, and see what you feel when you hear oh, him yes. saying, yeah, saying and how beautiful. and how different probably mm-hmm. you will you know you will interpret it to to his voice. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I, maybe maybe I'm just saying because the tenderness. There is. And, yes. Go sorry. Ahead. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. Well, also the spacing in this version, the one we played and the one. That we're talking about with the piano and the timing the whole intro there's so much space and Goyaneche with his voice and their arrangement it would have been a very different piece to, to dance to that's all exactly that's that's what Not, i'm saying also is nothing less just different dif- different yes yes because the yes the in the tango cancion is not only about the lyrics but the singer has such a, mm-hmm. a, a main role in in the way you feel the song and the, and the way you feel the lyrics. I mean, the lyrics are the same, but you feel the tenderness of the lyrics or you feel the drama of the lyrics or some of those feelings all together. But one of them is, you know, is more powerful than the other one. And that gives to the interpretation of the performance too. So Exactly. Yeah. There is one more version I really like, and there's a lot of guitar in it, if I recall, right? And it's a female singer. Maria Grania, Maria Maria Grania, or Adriana Varela. Adriana Varela. Adriana Varela. It's beautiful, it's beautiful. beautiful what she beautiful. does. Beautiful, beautiful. I, but also I, she I has a lot. Of, but also she has a lot of tenderness. It's very tender. Yes. Yes. Yeah. In, yes. in a female voice. Yes. yes very nice. Exactly. So exactly. I wanted to. And say, I heard. Yeah. Is there? A, do Do you know the story behind how he wrote the lyrics? No, about this one. No. Uh, as far as I know, he walks, he's sitting at this coffee shop that he used to go to and he hears the waiter talking about his lost love and then that how he, he actually hears someone, the waiter talk about the story, how he uh, pursues 
his uh, ex-lover to a countryside that she lives in years later he finds her and then he realizes he doesn't feel anything for her anymore um and he overhears the story as far as i know like and he was inspired by that and he wrote a beautiful song also you know yeah. uh, in 1942 he wrote griselle and uh and and, and i don't know if you know the story but uh griselle was his, her name was Susana Grisel Vigano, and uh, she was born in 1920, and Contursi was born in 1911. So mm -hmm. when she was, um, in 1935, when she was 15 years old, she was, in, she was traveling to Buenos Aires, visiting Buenos Aires, and she was invited by her friend Nelly Omar to uh, a broadcast of a radio program in Radio Estentor. In La Calle Florida, Florida number eight. That was the number on the mm -hmm. street, eight. And uh, Contursi uh, was the, uh, the announcer in the, in the radio program, and he met him. And uh, Griselle was really beautiful. I think was blonde with uh, blue eyes. Her mother was German, and, and he was extremely handsome. He was called in the, uh, in, the, in, the, in the Milonga on the nightlife, was called uh, Katunga. That was his his nickname. Not sure what that means. We have to look it up. But Katunga Contursi. Yeah. They used to call him Katunga Contursi. And uh, they completely were infatuated with each other. But of course, uh, she, she was just visiting and she went back to Cordoba. Her parents had a restaurant, an osteria, restaurant hotel, and a gas station. And he lives in Cordoba. He stayed in Buenos Aires. For many years, they write to each other. There's many letters going back and forth, right? And during this period, the, the, the romance didn't start then. It started many years later. But um, uh, the, um, in 1935, that was in 1935, right, when they met. And in 1939, he writes, Quiero verte una vez más. In 1941, he writes, En esta tarde gris, sin lágrimas, toda mi vida. Uh, and all the good fucking songs it, well, it, it says it says it was written for her right huh. and in 1940 yeah in 19... was obsessed yeah. exactly <laughs> so um so what happened in 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 this year between these years he he got very sick and uh his uh, friend the same friend that introduced them nelly omar that was friend of both of them she um, suggested that he travels to Cordoba to, uh, to heal because the mountains of uh, Cordoba province are well known for, for improving your general health. And he traveled, of course, to Capilla del Monte, where Grisel was, and, uh, and he stays at, at the hotel with his, his parents own, the family hotel, which is the Vigano Osteria. And that's where they materialize their love. And, uh, but of course, he stayed there what? for a short time and he comes back to Buenos Aires. He was already married, have a child. And that's, that's when all these this songs, 1939, with Quiero Verte Una Vez Más and Grisel and, and Sin Lágrimas, all these periods start where they don't see each other, but he writes all these beautiful songs. You know, guys, wow. you should do, I mean, I don't want to tell people what they should do, but. A podcast. I was going to say, go ahead. do like a short. There's a great podcast on NPR called The Indicator. And what I like about it is that it's 10 minutes long. And it's very interesting. It's like packed with information, but it's short. Mm -hmm. 
And you do like a short, you recite a, you write a, recite a song in English and Spanish, and then you give a little anecdotal stories, and it could be just a cool little podcast you do once or twice well, a day. Well, that's a great idea. I yes, totally I agree. Yes. To it. I totally agree. Yeah. Uh, that would be. Of reminds me of, yeah, yeah. That would be a great, a great thing. And also, um, we we have something that we spoke about uh, projecting a new. A new. Um, I'm doing a new milonga, uh, a virtual milonga with Island Mardel, mm -hmm. which is called La Pandemia. I just saw a post for that. Yes, and we La started pandemia. The, La Pandemia Milonga. <laughs> it only sounds good in Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> it only sounds like pandemic milonga. <laughs> But that's what I, I thought it was a great name, La Pandemia Milonga. You know, where are you going? I'm going to La Pandemia. You want to come? <laughs> <laughs> But in few years, it's going to be very funny. <laughs> you know, yeah, Milonga yeah. La Pandemia is going to be part of the history, you know? It's true. Yeah, yeah. So, no, it sounds really cool. But you guys, could, you guys could do something very uh, interesting. I thought about doing like a, a, a weekly podcast where I would play a song. And then, you know, do some research about yeah. it and then talk about it for a few minutes. What we're going to do, what we're going to do yes. is uh, on the 29th, I'm doing something with Carlos Estasi, uh, which is, he was already in the program for two months, I mean, two, two months when this idea was born. But uh, then we're going to have a segment with John Osborne, and it's going to be probably called The Meaning of Tango. And we're going to talk about the same thing we're doing here probably you know about a specific song we're going to recite it and talk about the author something interesting about you know the story behind you know behind the song and and i think it's yes we're going to do it probably for 15 minutes so that could be the 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 beginning of the postcard uh, the uh, podcast sorry podcast, uh, the podcast later the radio yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 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 I, i think that's uh, that's a good idea though uh, yeah so we'll It also reminds me of, like, I've been uh, talking about this podcast a lot, but uh, Adam Tully's Tango Profiles. Uh, yes. It's also, like, about 10, 15-minute episodes, and he basically takes a composer and then uh, talks about them. And of You talk about Adam, Adam, Adam Tully, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, when, when I, he... I, The, the, the fact is, when, when I had um, Caña Dulce Tango before Falucho, mm -hmm. uh, he used to perform at my milonga, and uh, he used to do, uh, um, he used to do, a, we used to do a, a reading of a tango, you know? And oh, nice. it was just a reading, so we used, to, we used to give all the sheets with the lyrics, and people could read it, and... and And try to understand. So we started a little bit. I started a little bit this idea, and that I developed this in, into something else with John. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, Adam that's used really to cool. do his profiles live um, at uh, Tango Thursdays. He used to have out in Brooklyn. Right. Uh-huh. Where was it? Uh, Car Carol Gardens. Yeah, was it? I remember. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. I think Carol Gardens. You're right. Or it's like Italian. It's an Italian restaurant. Yeah. Yeah, pan and vino. Right, Pan, right. pan and vino, exactly, exactly. Yeah, pan and vino. Yeah. yeah. 
So, okay, but I want to, I want to. I away from the microphone. Yeah, what's going on here? Somebody, somebody wants to have coffee. Somebody wants to have coffee or something. I hear you. Actually, I used to see John. John, who's on the show right now with us yeah. <laughs> at Panivino way back in the day. Oh, I was, uh, I was a regular. I was very much a regular there. Yes. Yeah, I, and live I live in, up I, in Park Slope, so I would get down there occasionally on Thursdays. And I live in Newark, New Jersey, so I would get down there once in a blue moon. <laughs> you came for my birthday. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think I've only been It was there a great twice. place. It was a great yeah. place. Yeah. So, it guys, really I want to finish. I want to finish the story about Giselle. Uh, Griselle. Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. sorry. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> because it's something else coming up that with so Griselle. So, Penny Vino. <laughs> Adam. So, walk away, yeah, go walk away from the microphone, Adam. Walk away from the microphone. <laughs> I tied his mouth. You can go. No, well, in 19, no, I was going to say in 1957, finally, I mean, um, Contursi's wife died. She had, uh, he had four kids with her. She died and he was a widower. And, uh, and Grisel at that time uh, was already living alone because her husband has abandoned her. She already had a child mm. from this marriage. So in 1962, five years later, a bandoneon player, uh, Siriaco Ortiz, performed in Cordoba, Capilla del Monte, and meets Grisel there, right? And tells her about uh, Katunga Contursi being a very sad, very depressed, and having problems with alcohol. So now I'm going to turn the page, okay? So here, here? Okay. Yeah. Now, <laughs> so, did not here. <laughs> so Grisel travels to Buenos Aires to find him. And then finally, they get married in 1967. When he was 56 and she was 47 years old. And it only lasts wow. few years because he passed away in 1972. So wow. that was a love story, right? <laughs> that Incredible. reminds me of a love story in also a Turkish lyricist who's very famous writes this super, super popular song uh, about the love he felt uh, when he was young. But um, I think their story was also her parents didn't want her to get married to him. And so they both like had their own lives. They got married to other people, had kids. And then when they were in their 70s, they both had lots of their spouses and they ran into each other again and they got married like they were in their 70s. Mm -hmm. It's just amazing. So that Why do you get married, their, their do you get married at this point? What is the... <laughs> well, when you're the in that era, like that's the way of Who comes being. to that wedding? <laughs> Which wedding? Everybody. <laughs> the seven-year-old. kids. Everybody, okay. whoever is, you know. But anyway, these two loves obviously were not the ones that were in Comodos Extraños. Mm -hmm. Years later, no. they still found that, and that's also amazing. Rember. Amazing. <laughs> well, thank you for sharing that, guys. That was a pleasure. Thank you. Beautiful. Yeah, thank for fun. having us. Let us know when you start your podcast. Yes, well, we uh, 
And I tell you when he joins uh, La Pandemia Milonga, anyway. Okay. Yes. <laughs> and actually, actually, I think um, if you want uh, in the future, we can do one about Fresedo. Why do I suspect that Adam doesn't like Fresedo? No, no, I do. We had a guest on the show a few months ago, Alex Krebs from Portland. He's been a very well-known and respected teacher. And we asked him, I think, at one point, who do you... Not like, not like the most, and he said Fresedo. I think it was so. I it's been felt, a running joke. I felt the same until like I like I'm not, I'm respecting more him as a musician the more I learn, but it's definitely a lot of his music are not my favorites. Well, because the playful stuff. But, yeah. Uh, well, it's, old it's... Fresedo, I love. Well, I don't like to dance to Fresedo. Only few songs. I like to listen to Fresedo. Mm -hmm. And the reason is uh, he has a lot of influence, American music, you know. He used to come to New York yes. and play in all the cabarets. And the musicians exactly. used to invite him to the stage. And he so, his music is so influenced uh, by, by American music that it reminds me more, more to movies from the 20s and 30s with women with silk dresses mm -hmm. and long cigars, long cigarettes coming down the stairs, you know, very elegant, rather than remind me of tango. And it's because the influence he had in his music. So the music is yes. beautiful. Does it always invite you to dance? Or do you always feel it like dancing as a tango or just listen to? Which is what I prefer to do with Fresedo. I love listening yeah. to Fresedo. And I, I mean, to... the fact that Gillespie traveled to Argentina. Well, I mean, he has... I mean, yes, and they have a they have a recording that is unbelievable. If you listen to that recording, yeah. you know they have four four songs they did together, and yes. they were uh, at a cafe, and they were recorded at that after that. And but they were it was an improvisation. Yes, they, and they, they are unbelievable first. together. But what you want to do is is listen to that, you know, mm -hmm. rather than dancing, you know. So. Yes, I think well, it's coming. Thank yes, you again, we'll guys, for that. joining okay, us. Okay, thanks for having uh, us. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Thank you. Bye-bye. Ciao. Thank you. Thank you so much, guys. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. And now we are joined by EHR10. What's the rest of that guy's <laughs> name? 101-5870-974-226696. All the way from San Francisco. And his lovely bride, Ayano, who I hear I've Big fans of Fresedo. I, I tried to I tried my best to get a, a nickname <laughs> here, but it was not possible. It didn't work out. It did not. Well, I, I I don't know. I mean, it just I guess it just signed in with whatever register number of accounts was in there. I, I put my name on, but it didn't register. I guess. We need to anyway. fire our IT manager. <laughs> Can you hear well, welcome, us well? Uh, Can you hear Ayano? Yeah. Yes, and uh, officially want to welcome Felipe and Ayano from San Francisco. Thank you for inviting us. We are very happy to to follow you guys. Okay. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I thought I'm hearing you from my headphones and from Adam's phone because I saw his headphones were off. So, uh, no. sorry. So how's uh, how's it going? Are you, You're in Oakland, no? Where are you guys based? We are in Oakland and, you know, yeah. things are getting very interesting in the Bay Area because besides the... Um, Besides the virus and all the other issues, now we have these uh, fires all over the place. Mm 
So there's always fires out there. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. like uh, every summer we have this big problem with fires, and uh, right now they are really close to Santa Cruz, and a lot of people and folks that Holy we know shit. have to be evacuated. And up there in Napa Valley, also the whole North Bay area is affected by fires. It's, it's really kind of like a mess, and Jeez. we're having also power shutoffs because the you know electric company sometimes cannot deal well with the oh they do that to help the grid and all yeah. that anyway oh, yeah. yeah so it's a little it's a little kind of like a mess these past days wow but besides so that you're doing great <laughs> yeah i was gonna say the last time i saw you we were in minnesota it was like the last weekend of freedom yeah we had we decided to spend oh, it in minnesota true. So <laughs> Had we known differently, we might have made other plans that weekend. <laughs> we actually were on our way back to Buenos Aires. We just spent six, seven weeks in Buenos Aires, like every year. Back from mm -hmm. back from Buenos Aires, right? And, and yeah, we went directly to to Minneapolis for that uh, Tango Marathon, which was very lovely. And I know it was good. It was good. And I remember, you know, you guys had said you you cut your trip slightly short to be there. Correct. Yeah. From Buenos yeah. Aires. We, we will have to stay uh, one more week in Buenos Aires, but uh, we okay. we got the trip short in order to go to Minneapolis. Which, on hindsight, it was perfect might, because because I, I was just gonna say that <laughs> might not have been a bad idea. Right after we left. <laughs> Actually, yeah. when we left Buenos Aires, is when they were getting the first um, you know the first news about the virus. There was already this um, this rumor going around that some people from Italy had just arrived in Buenos Aires yes. and somebody oh, yeah. there was there was there was, there was already the, the the buzz was going around the community and some milongas were starting to consider closing and things like that so we were it, it was actually like the yeah we, we came back right on time you know like a really perfect timing yeah and before you everything got, got really into, bad got to Argentina literally like two days or one day after we left um, yeah. yeah, we missed each other. So Adam saw you after your Argentina trip, but I would have loved to see you guys in Argentina. But we didn't yeah, it's always collide. nice to see you guys. We we never we never spend time when we're there, but we generally run into you at some milonga at some point when but we're yeah. there. You guys, you guys normally go going February, right? You guys. Yeah, that's what I was February. gonna say. That you guys tend to go before us. You guys normally go in January, right? Yeah. Yeah, I just we remember tend to go... last time. You, me, Ayano, we were playing cards at Gije's house, Gije's oh, mom's house. You were playing you that Spanish in... card game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that Felipe knew very well, and he taught Chico. I think Ayano knew too, and uh, they, but they were remember. teaching me. You don't remember? I like I remember that as my last like uh, trip that I ran into you guys in Argentina. Not. Uh, and I remember I seeing you at that Sunday milonga in Florial. Florial? Was it called? Yeah, that Florial. Was, that Florial. Was, that was great. I love that milonga. That was one of our favorite milongas down there. Yeah. Yeah. And, yes. and I think Solo Tango was playing that night. We were all mm -hmm. there together. Could be. That was a really good night, too. So are you guys working? What's going on right now? Were you guys teaching in SF, or, or are you guys doing anything... Well, right now we are not teaching anything. We, we were going to be doing some classes and all that, but everything shut down, so we canceled everything we had. Mm -hmm. Right now, um, our practica is closed. The online milonga is closed. I mean, the whole community basically is on shutdown. Right. Mm -hmm. And as far as teaching, we are not teaching anything. We, we keep um, our tango activity alive thanks to this project that Ayano is um, doing online about tango lyrics. 
Every Sunday. Can you talk Sunday about and... that a little bit? Because yeah. I Wait, so you're also... doing a tango lyric thing too. That's, That's what Adam is here behind. I told you. I'm this very way. behind. Uh, this is why I wanted to have them on this week. Oh, I like this. So I thought Wait. it would be. Um... We have to welcome them with the official theme song. Hold on. Yes, before you answer. So before we ask you any questions, we okay. have to play the theme song. Five questions. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to five questions. He sent us a countdown. Did you see that? On the I did. We'll have to, I'll have to play yeah, that enough. Okay. So that was a collaboration with MC Hammer and this uh, this guy, Bat Johnson, we know. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know he was into Django. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. You can't touch this, you know. It's so. the pandemic times. <laughs> so, so I started this project called Tango Poetry Project actually last year because um, I always wondered like, oh, what if we knew the story, what the songs are talking about? And, you know, like, well, like what we were saying, when we travel to Buenos Aires, you dance with these people and all these milongueros, they kept telling me, it's like, oh, this story, this and that. And like, oh, when you feel the lyrics, no sé qué. And I'm like, well, I don't know, you know, I don't speak Spanish. <laughs> and so I started searching little by little. And last year I did. But you do speak Spanish, I, I thought. DJed and I put all she the does. lyrics. Now she does. <laughs> yeah. But in the oh, past, I put all the lyrics, you know, all night long. And invited people to come. And I wonder, like, what happens, like, if people actually knew while listening to the music, knowing what the ly lyrics are talking about, like, all the Argentinians do, I suppose. Mm -hmm. And that's the beginning of the project. So now what I do, since everybody's stuck at home and can dance, too bad. So Sunday, I choose 10 songs with the same one orchestra, one singer. Choose 10 songs mm -hmm. and translate or find translation of the lyrics. And I play the music on Zoom and people can read the lyrics. No? So we listen to it while hearing, like knowing what's going on. No? Some people yeah, just you're, you're and dance to it. In relationship to the music. Mm -hmm. Yeah, some people just dance to it. Some people like to sing, like karaoke. <laughs> That's and, cool. You know, whatever you want to do. But for me, it's been a really great discovery. And then Monday, I pick one song out of that 10 songs. And um, and explain the background of the story sometimes about um, about the poet, about the composer, about the orchestra and the singer, and then like background. Sometimes some songs we need to explain like the historical background of that story. Mm -hmm. you know? So that's what I've been doing, and we've been doing I don't know twenty something episode so far. Wow! Yeah. yeah, it's really cool. I. Uh... I didn't finish the Monday episode, but I did uh, watch one full uh, Sunday episode, and I was so happy. I was at the park listening and watching, and uh, it was really, really nice. So really 20 weeks, it. 20 episodes, 20 weeks. Yeah. Yeah, well, then I think it, I think by now Amazing. it's 22 or something like that. Yeah, well, we're this is 23 for us, and we started the week after the 
Yeah. Everything's shut anymore. down. Yeah. I so that is dated to March 19th. Wow. Yeah, and um, how has it developed over the 23 weeks? Have you gotten sort of like a process down or just compared yeah, to the so first, second week? You know, I hate deadlines, but it's a yeah. lot of work. Well, I was going to ask you because week. I find it. So I've been having I mean, a hard time. We've got I, a I enjoy process the podcast. that I've never been delayed so far. Thank God, crossing our fingers. But it's always like I'm always chased by deadlines. Yeah. Yeah. She's doing a great job. I mean, she's putting a lot of effort into it and doing a lot of research. We have lots of books at home, and she's doing a lot of reading to to find the the stories in the background of those songs. And she has built really a a hardcore group of people who follow every week. So it's really nice, you know. It's really nice to have a little community who is interested. Um, all the feedback has been really good, so we're very happy. But it's so much more exhausting for me, at least. Not this podcast, but to do a lot of other online things because, A, I don't like to be on a computer that much, and then you're also sitting and doing research. or It's very different than what we're used to. So, but yeah. it's also in the show, I mean, I don't know, like at least the part that I watched from the recording was, Marcelo. Sorry, I couldn't help. Should we kick you out because we're hearing your TV? Or no, that's a right? TV in English. That's not Marcelo. <laughs> I'm watching the convention, guys. I'm really watching the what's going on. Oh, in the that is a TV See, in English. I, I, I fuck the convention. His halo is showing us where the sound is coming from. <laughs> so, Ayano and Felipe, do you know Marcelo? Yeah, yeah of course we know him. Okay, Marcelo, you can go now. They know you. Hey. <laughs> ¿Cómo estás? ¿Cómo le va, señor? Espera, espera, que Ayano no, no wants to say something. Okay. No, Adam was saying that, um, you know, this kind of um, sitting on a computer is really different from what we do. But, you know, I used to be a researcher. I was in investment analysis. Like, this is exactly what I did. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's, I was it's exactly what down, most people... researching on something, cranking, 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 like, all the time. That was, like, what I did. So yeah. this is, I'm just like merging my two worlds on my research and then tango. And so, mm -hmm. I don't know, bring me back my old skills. memories and skills. And you're learning something that you've been interested in and sharing that with people that is, I think, really great. Totally. I yeah, mean, because, I... no, but, so what happened is that it also has given us a way to keep tango active in our life because you know a lot of people is really sad that they can't go dancing and this and that but i don't really feel that tango has gone anywhere you know what i mean it's like if you if you feel the tango is with you no matter what so yes we cannot dance but tango is much more than dancing so there's a whole other aspects of the that, that culture and that genre that you can devote to and you know the poetry and the study of the lyrics and the music is one of them well that's so. that's one thing we were talk about a lot on this show and and in other classes we teach like this is giving us an opportunity to to learn and focus on tango from a different perspective perspective i should say. I and agree. A, a lot of people they go to the milongas and they we all know like there's a lot of people that go dancing that don't even study dance that much but now they have a lot of time i'll speak for myself i've been studying technique a lot more because that's all I can do on my own physically. So that's been going well. 
I'm listening to the music also <laughs> yeah, absolutely. more, uh, yeah. not through each other as partners. Mm. Uh, like we've been teaching uh, online when we're in separate places and we couldn't get together. We had started teaching this uh, class together. I would decide what I'm going to do to wear in the music and send it to Adam. And he would figure out uh, what he's going to do with what I do. Um, So she'll send me the followers steps and and then I'll figure out what the leader would do to execute that. Or my mm. embellishments where that happens, all of that, so that we would dance my musicality and he would have to dance within my musicality more than So you guys are building like the an other online way choreography around. or something like that. Uh, yeah, sometimes we would do the musical drills class like this. Not every week, but this was like when we wanted to work with a choreography or something. That's what we were, Yeah. we were doing. But generally, a lot of the classes right now that I'm seeing online are just doing drills. And when we lead, we're actually trying to figure out how to communicate movements to somebody else. So when, when she's sending me her step work, I have to think about it from that perspective as a leader. You know, how would I actually lead this to somebody? And we started it sort of with Eleonora first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, Eleonora and I would throw stuff at Adam together. Like, she would start and I would continue. And then Adam would, like, have to think about how it can be led. Uh, so it, it's also been an interesting and a reverse way of, like, Deconstructing. executing, deconstructing the dance. So what do you have uh, coming up on this this Sunday, Ayana? Which it will be Darienzo Raborde. Hmm. Ah, That's a great yes. one. It's at 8 p.m. West Coast time, so it's at 11 p.m. our time Okay. to listeners. I'm Tango working Poetry on building Project, the website. right? <laughs> so eventually Pardon? people I'm building a website. So eventually people can access it, you know, not live. Mm -hmm. The goal is that um, even when you don't speak Spanish, you can understand all the lyrics anyway Yeah. to like fill the gap, no? Mm -hmm. So That is super, super nice project, as you know. I, I really appreciate. I really appreciate because when I try to teach the or when I work in different projects with the lyrics, when I search the the translations, generally translations are not really well done. Um, I don't know why, but there is not done. The, There are some websites uh, that are really great, um, but it's just the number is really limited. And even like very popular song, for example, Darienzo Laborde, Jujo Brujo, come on, like we hear it all the time. All There the is time. no good lyrics, I mean, translation. Hmm. So, you Yeah, know. it's, And it's important. did you get to translate any together for that? Like you really wanted to share one song and you couldn't find the lyrics and do you sit down and like translate that together or alone? So I do um, draft translation first and then Uh -huh. my Spanish teacher comes in and he will fix all my grammatical mistakes. There are sometimes like mystery, like what is this doing in this sentence? Like that doesn't make any sense, no? Obviously there's some cultural connotation there that we are not understanding. So we have to do some research, 
sometimes we ask the experts. For example, mm-hmm. John Turci Escobar, who is a musicologist, knows a mm-hmm. lot. Or Jose Maria Otero, who lives in Madrid, but he's an Argentinian journalist, knows you so need much like... about history. So we ask them, and they will tell us something. I'm like, oh, that's what it means. You need like a direct line to Chino Perico or something. It's like, <laughs> we really can't figure this one out. Pick up the red phone. <laughs> yeah, sometimes we ask Argentinians too. Yeah. I like that. Sometimes oh, we ask Argentinians too. <laughs> I love it. I love it. it was fun. And, and you can, uh, well, maybe we will connect you with Renee and John. Like it could, you could sometimes possibly run into their... They might have a translation or do you know Jake from DC? Yeah, yeah, we know Jake. Um, does Renee and John have like a website or a database of they put a, they put it in this thread. I will find it and repost it, but it was something. He has see. a blog, he it's said. It's a blog, yeah. yeah. Here, okay. Back. And uh, Adam will repost it. But cool. Jake was saying the same thing that he created a website and he's adding every week he's adding one song and he's oh, taking okay. requests. So if you ever have a request, uh, you could dump the translation of that, a certain song to Jake. So the blog is whattangomeans.com. Hmm. Okay. So it's again, going back to what you were saying, it's really cool. We're, we're all discovering all these other micro hobbies of tango <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah like now we now well, there's all these people that i was always interested and i actually started last september but you know it takes a lot of time like you say you know so yeah. when we are in a regular schedule where we are going out every night either teaching or dancing and weekend going traveling it's hard to find time and now right. it's perfect yeah and you guys travel a lot too Right. Or are you more local when you're not uh, during the we, like? How has that been? Because we, we have I haven't been in touch with you guys. And six months yeah. local. Okay. And you still run the stuff in Berkeley. Yeah. We call organize okay. it with, um, for example, our Monday practical classes with Homer, mm-hmm. and then the all nighter once a month milonga. Um, with Jonathan and Xiaoming. So when we are not here, they take care of it. I see. Hmm. How is that a- to be gone six months from your own community? Because you guys are a big part of the community. So one thing that, uh, one thing, one, one effect of that or one, one conclusion from that is that the more we travel, the more we appreciate the local community, actually. Hmm. Because we realize that uh, San Francisco has a really nice um, community. So, you know, you go to places and maybe 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 one city has a really good festival, but then the rest of the year there's nothing going on. Or you go to mm-hmm. other places where the community is too small or all kinds of things, right? So the more we travel around the world to different communities, the more we actually learn to appreciate what we have at home. We realize that, you know, it scores high in most in most um, most aspects, and it might not be the best at any, but it's really good at most of them. So as an average, it's a really great community, you know, with a good level of dancing, with good DJs, with good venues, with a lot of activity going on, and with a lot, a lot of, of teaching teachers, 
with a lot of history, yeah. with a lot of events. So it's actually a great community to be in. And the yeah. more we travel, the more we really city. like it. Yeah. And in a, in a great city, of course. And yeah, I um, always had a good time whenever I'm there. Mm -hmm. Like always, always. Yeah. And is it like, um, I don't know, when we travel too, like we love that change of the scene, getting to dance with different people than we do when we're back at home. But there is something that is always so much more valuable, even when we travel too. We like going back to the same places because once you get to know the community, you feel more part of it. For me, at least, I don't know if you guys feel that way too, like going to one location and teaching a workshop, dropping down some information and then leaving and not coming back for two years, whatever feels so foreign to me in a way versus knowing who the students are and the more you get to visit and in your, it starts feeling more like your hometown. Yeah, I mean, it's also, there's, there's, there's something nice also about being valued by other community and being invited to share your experiences with other people. No? So there's no doubt of, 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 of how much we enjoy okay. that. But yeah, I guess my comment was more in the direction that we hear a lot of people, especially in smaller cities, complaining about their local communities. Like, for example, a lot of people go to events on the weekends, but then they don't go out dancing on their own social milongas because they think there's not enough people to dance with or they don't like it or whatever the mm -hmm. politics are. And in San Francisco, yeah. that's not the case. We actually enjoy the local milongas and we enjoy the local um, tango life that is happening regularly. You don't need to come here for yeah. an event to have a great time. You can have a great time any, any, any night, any time of the year. And a lot of people who are visiting for work or for conferences or whatever, they realize of that, that it's a very healthy, active community. And, you know, we don't have that problem that um, we don't enjoy it. Mm -hmm. yeah, other yeah, other yeah. thing that I not sorry. Uh, other thing I need. That. Yeah, please, <laughs> please, Ayano, go 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 get ladies first, please. Okay, I want to clarify what he means because you know Chico was mentioning about the relationship with the community as a teacher. No, of course we have yes. the relationship too. I yeah. see the students, like a beginner especially, you know, how they grow not only in the class but also in the milongas because we go out a lot, not just the one that we work in. And what Felipe was saying is that, of course we work in tango, but we actually enjoy our community as a participant, like as milongueros, mm -hmm. no? We yes, love going here. out to milongas here and dance. Like sometimes for me, the night is not long enough. There are so many yes. people that I want to dance with and the music is great and I didn't dance all the people and all the songs that I wanted to dance with. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I can totally relate to that. And it's very special to feel that way when you're there all the time. Uh, I mean, we travel for tango. We teach tango. We have our milongas to send that. We come back. I have a boyfriend who doesn't dance tango. And I'll sometimes look at him. I'm like, hey, baby, I want to go out to dance tango when I'm not working. Like, and enjoy a milonga in my local community. Uh, and because, like you said, you you like that community and you like the dancers. You enjoy the whole thing. Yeah, well, Something I that I 
I can I can tell uh, uh, about when I, I love to go to San Francisco. It's so much fun to go to San Francisco. I have many friends, and the sensation that I have there, yeah, and 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 places where the tango is uh, has a I don't know how to call it as a tradition or is for a long time. They are created group of friends, and that is uh, their group of belonging, and that is beautiful. For instance, in New York, here in Buenos Aires, in Berlin, San Francisco, you go dancing and you know that you're going to find, in any belonging where you go, a, a couple of friends that you're going to hang out, you're going to have fun, and in, in San Francisco or in Berlin as well, it happened to me that after the milonga, they say, okay, let's go to eat something, and all of us, we go to, to eat somewhere there or to eat a sandwich there, and, and that is so nice to find this not just the dancing, the fun, and as well the group of friends that to hang out with and yeah, man, and he, it, you know here there'll be people that'll come to Tango Cafe on Wednesday. They don't even come to dance; they just come to hang out. Or I'll go out to some milongas occasionally, and it's just for that. It's just to see the people. I don't I'm not in the mood to dance. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's Tango like, has that important um, raison d'être, no, of being a community. Mm-hmm. Or you have your people. Oh, yeah. you, yeah. can, you can just like hang out, come, show up, no, no promises, no, and you have your people there. I know. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. No commitment, right? And then yeah. you go, and you know, you will find someone. You yeah. like. Guys, I want to point out something. You can tell that Ayano was spending a lot of time in Argentina here because if you pay attention in her way of talking, she says sometimes no. Okay. It's so beautiful, Ayano. I'm so impressed. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when I moved here from Japan 15 years ago, I had a beautiful, perfect accent. Nobody could tell that I didn't grow up in the United States. And now I'm so fucked. <laughs> yes, if you, that I cannot get rid of. It's so beautiful. <laughs> and if you've had me as an Argentina, and I know our little words and so fine stuff, I can totally tell her this. I don't know. Oh my God. <laughs> it's awesome. What brought you to the US 15 years ago? I was in working in investment. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got a job offer. And so I came. Okay, that helps. And how did you decide to do tango professionally? I didn't know. <laughs> I think it was Felipe's fault. I don't know somebody. No, I guess she was she wasn't seeing her boyfriend too often. <laughs> like I said, we are now traveling six months out of the year, right? When I started mm-hmm. dating Felipe, he was like he was oh, traveling. I don't know nine months. <laughs> And wow. he will be home, and when he's home, he's working at night when I'm not working. Mm. And in the weekends, when I'm not working, he's working. So, you know, I said, you know, whether you stop traveling or I quit my job. And he didn't <laughs> stop traveling. <laughs> I let's knew say, it. Let, let, let's I... say that it, it, was a, it was a decision for the good of the couple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we we valued our relationship more than her financial uh, job. <laughs> yes. And you guys do make um, such a, such a beautiful uh, and cute couple. When we were here in Buenos Aires, I, I they were going to. I saw them many times in Amilonga, which is very nice here in, in North Argentina. In Buenos Aires, it's just Caricias, and it's so much fun to see that everybody knows them. And they are so 
friendly. We go there so every glad. year, so it's like you end up having a lot of friends over the years. You know how it is. It's like people yes. in Argentina are very friendly, very warm, very open, and the moment you start going there regularly, you develop also a a sense of community and belonging with certain groups. So it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's uh, yeah. especially at a place like Caricias. Oh my god! No, yeah, but every, everywhere. I mean, I have so many Argentinian friends that I keep like chatting with them all the time and in contact. I mean, it's like. I think he, are, he uh, listening. This is Rember right there. He can also he can also speak for that. Like, we know so many people around that um, Argentinians are so easy to to become friends with. You know what I mean? It's like it's a yeah. Well, we hadn't been. We realized five years. Our um, last time before our this last year. Last time yeah. before this year, and because like we were like. Decided one year the tickets were expensive and we heard like it had gotten expensive there. We're like, we'll take the month off, we'll still train, but we'll do it here and then we'll travel somewhere else. So in January time, we started like one year we went to Cuba, one year we went to Mexico. Um, but the five years later, going back, so we still had those connections we had. Gustavo Rember didn't age at all after five years. <laughs> And he's still he has, I think he has a pack with the devil or something. He has a car too. <laughs> <laughs> but or, at first we were so confused because there were so many new places. Oh, yeah. And the new generation dancers that we had no connection to um, that we were seeing in some of the places we went. So it took us a bit of time to like find where our friends were. Well, they were all like doing other artistic things. Gije was doing like yeah. slap the knees, dance around. He was doing like all of our people were like moving on to more spiritual things while we're still fucking around with tango. Well, they were there. They were, they were really working hard. So they had like, they didn't have energy to go out late at night. That's true. Yeah. Um, so we had Something. to like, figure that out. Something that I, I really agree with, and coming back with this idea that you're saying, guys, like uh, Felipe is saying, that uh, the tango is opening to many doors now, and it started before too. People started to do more like gyrotonic for tango or study more lyrics for tango. So it's something, it's a movement that started to for for a while. I am I am impressed that Ayano was started to do all this project in September already. So it's something going on in tango that I'm really, really happy about. That uh, the tango is no longer just oh, go dance in the milonga. It's opening the doors for the different art forms. Well, it's like music, Felipe was art, saying, sound, it's, it's still you, here for a lot of us. It's yeah. we're not dancing right now, but we're still in tango. Speaking of Felipe, I wanted to ask you: you used to teach kindergarten, right? Yep, I was a, a kindergarten teacher, and. How frustrating was that? <laughs> it, it wasn't frustrating, you know, because actually kindergarten is a very beautiful age. There's I nothing, love kindergarten. It's my there's favorite nothing more beautiful than, than seeing kids learning how to read and how the whole world opens to them because of that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like the yeah. moment you can find out your own information and did read you, your own books. And did you choose kindergarten as a teacher? Uh, y- yes. Yes and no. I mean, I have a... Um, I have a formal degree in education. I was working as a teacher already in Spain, and I was working in a, in a bilingual school there. And then I got the opportunity to come here to teach in the bilingual program that they had here in the, in the school district in Oakland. 
And then I was assigned to kindergarten, but my experience previous to that was also with, with little kids. So kindergarten and primary education. Now, do you speak the way you speak normally to little kids? Because that might frighten them. No. <laughs> no, I mean, people, I mean, I, I think people, some people have no clue at all of what's going on inside a classroom. You know, I mean, there's there is a very there's a very wrong uh, stereotype about what go what goes on inside a classroom in a school, and sometimes people should go and visit their kids' uh, schools. You know, go uh, help a teacher once in a while and realize how things what's the dynamic inside a room and and to get a, mm-hmm. a very different perspective on on the topic because, you know, most people have a very wrong idea of how education is working and. And, and what's the relation between teachers and students and what it should be. And, you know, so what I was would you very good at this. <laughs> how, how would you describe it? As, as, as no, I mean, you have, to, you, have to, you, have to, you have to understand the perspective of the student, you know, and it's, this is actually my experience as a school teacher and my education as a teacher helped me a lot also when, when teaching tango because, you know, it's like uh, you need to have the... Um, the skill or the ability to adapt to what's going on on real time. Mm-hmm. You know, you cannot just mm-hmm. go with a, with a pre-planned, fixed program that is going to fit everybody. You know, this is not a thing exactly. that one size fits all. Exactly. You know, everybody has a different rhythm of learning things. Everybody has, is in a different developmental state. Everybody has a different background, a different previous experience. And as a teacher, your job is to combine all those things and how you can actually move those students or help those students to grow. But not everybody's on the same starting line. Well, so... our first experience with you, you came to New York City a long time ago. Robin brought you. I, have some, I don't know if he brought you, but you came. Empire you taught Dance. Empire Dance. Yeah, that's you like gave me 2006 or seven. You gave me a private at Robin's apartment. I think you gave me several. And I remember you were emphasizing how much I needed to move through my hips. I'll never forget it. Because huh. I used to stick my butt out a lot and, you know, similar, normal beginner problems. And Chico, you asked Chico to teach with you, no? Not that, that, that time? trip. No, Not but that, that, trip. that trip, I think I danced with, I don't know. I remember the first time I danced with him and I felt like, whoa, like I had never felt an embrace like that. Well, before. you had the, the Felipe embrace. It was very famous in the it United States famous. for a while. Yeah. Yes. And yeah, I hated you. I was like, I want to get that fucking face. Felipe Embrace. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> the Felipe Embrace. Wow. That sounds interesting. It's very, it's very true, though. Very like unique we to were... the United States, at least at the time. Or maybe it still is, you know? But, yeah, I, sure everybody, like, Shori, what's her name from... Portland, Jennifer. Yeah, everybody. Everybody was the, like, yeah. Anyone yeah, yeah. that danced with Felipe talked about his embrace after. Mm-hmm. And I think that was the first time, like, for me also, like, and this is why I actually want to talk about embrace, but are we jumping into this? Am I? Did we like, skip something? Did we skip something? Did no, we... I was just thinking about the first time I remember get, meeting Felipe hmm. and, you know, seeing you teach for Robin. Who like Robin in his classes? I was used to with his way of teaching, and you were a little more direct in your pr- approach. <laughs> yeah, well, let, let's say I, let's say I've never been 
Left foot Let's there. Say that I've never been there. a good diplomat. <laughs> and you were like very thorough about making sure I walked through my hips in the private lessons. You were like, through your hips. You through your hips. You probably grabbed the, you know, the I hips. remember one time somebody introduced you as being from Argentina. We were going to perform at a festival and you yelled, I'm from Spain. <laughs> well, you know. You're very sometimes, direct. Sometimes you get things all mixed up. But you know, the funny, the funny story about that, for example, I'll give you another anecdote. I was teaching this private to a Russian woman and the Russian woman was not happy because I wasn't tough enough. So oh, yeah, I, guess, that shit. I guess it depends on where you're coming from. Your, your, your expectations are very different, you know? I had a Russian student once. True. Actually, she came back to work with me again. But <laughs> one day we were doing a private and I'm very, I love teaching. I'm in a good mood. I laugh a lot. And at the end of the lesson, she said, you don't yell at me the way my old teacher used to yell at me. Oh, yeah, I remember. And I was like, I don't. I'm going to go now. You know, there's, there's, this, uh, there's this interesting relationship between students and teachers. You end up loving your first teacher for whatever reason, and it could be for many different yes. reasons. Yeah. And somehow you get attached to that for a long time. You know, it's, Well, it's, she um, thought I didn't take it seriously. It's called trauma. Upset. It's called trauma. She said, she said I didn't. She didn't think I took it seriously enough because I didn't get upset with her. Oh. And I was laughing. Yes. Instead of yelling at her. Yeah. But why do you. Hold on. Carol's here. Carol's here. She called in to say hi. Hi, Carol. Hi. Talking about trauma. Yeah. (laughs) 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 You're so sweet. (laughs) I I still remember your talk about your injury. So that's what I'm saying. (laughs) Oh, let it go, you guys. Okay, you need to ask that question, Adam. So, Ayana and Felipe, because this is You know, is you Adam's guys have only asked weekly one question. question. You've only asked I one know. question. It's okay. We're going to get there. <laughs> Are you you're keeping count, I see. No, no. So you, do you have a question, Carol? No, no. Well, I remember when when I met you <laughs> all, guys. I remember when I met you all. Was at the same time. Was at that um, a, mar- a marathon in DC. Mm-hmm. And Sophie's. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. And Sophie's event. Yeah. And so's yes. Did you meet me then too? No. No, but I remember Adam was there. But I don't think we really met. But I, I did. I met Felipe. We, I, I danced with Felipe that event. Yeah, we danced this early. I remember that. I think I met Ayano in New York. Ayano, you used to come visit us so often. Yeah, because my best friends live there. Still. I know. But now that you've been ignoring us. Well, we can't go <laughs> right now. <laughs> right now, yes, for sure. Yeah. So I'm going to wait for Adam to ask his question in a little bit. But I'm going to go back to I have a question that came up. Yeah. I have Ayano. What's your 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 name means Ayano in in Japanese? It means full of colors. Wow, that is a nice I name. Love that. Yeah. Thank you for it asking. Full of colors. I love it. Yeah, many people don't know so that the... um, our names. I think Turkish too, right? Has meaning. Yep. Yep. Isn't your sunflower? Yes. 
Fucking bullshit. <laughs> That's a good name. Yeah, my what is mine, Chico? Who named you, Ayano? Yours is, oh, Adam means man. He's the man. Sorry, oh, really? Adam, was Adam the is the first, first man. man, yeah. Oh, yeah. Adam and yeah. Eve. Cool. And yeah. Felipe but in Turkish, it's spelled differently. Yeah, but Felipe actually, actually means lover means of horses. Man. Shut the fuck so up. Why they really? chose the name. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's the difference. I don't know if I believe you, Felipe. It's what it but means it in Greek. It actually, that means. <laughs> yeah, philos, philos ipos. Philippos. Wow. It means, oh, really? the, it, means the, it means the one who loves I horses. I have no idea. He's showing his education of Latin class. Well, Carol means a joyous song. That's what nice, too. Marcelo mean? That is nice, too. Marcelo yeah, comes from the... Mar Marcelo comes from... Uh, is like guardian from Mars. The, Mars, the, the guardians of the Temple of Mars. Martians. Wow. wow, guys, we have That's a really cool. powerful group here. We're like a team of superheroes. <laughs> exactly. Yes. <laughs> We've got color people and sunflower people and singers and horse people. Yeah. You know, the thing in Japan is horse that the lovers. names are very original. Like, um, they make them up kind they're of They're way more different names, first names, than in the West, I think, at mm. least in Europe. Like, you would see a lot of Laura, for example. It's. Things are not like that because even when well, it's there's not certain the same, cultures here, they make up names. A lot of yeah, African American like, communities make up names, and it's not just random, right? Because our character carries meaning, so they will mm -hmm. choose a sound and end the meaning together. So even when the name is Keiko, it could mean like thousands of different meanings. Hmm. And um, when the parents choose a name. They really put their wish, what kind of person they want that kid to be. It's something very special, like custom made. It's not, mm -hmm. it's very rare when they say like, oh, uh, the grandma is Josefina, so she's going to be Josefina. Right. Right. I see. Uh, and Ayano, is the baby given the name right away or is it a few days later or? I think you have to register within a week. Okay. I think. Normally, you know, oh, they start choosing when they get pregnant, I guess. And in my name, my parents chose it. My grandparents wanted to give a different name. And they thought my name was very scandalous, like um, hmm. like Geisha's name, like prostitute's name or something. Like it was too, <laughs> too, too flowery. Too full of colors. What? Now it's very popular, but at that time, apparently it was very scandalous. Wow, I'm glad they. That's crazy, you know. Stuck it's like, it. yeah, wow. I was at the same time thinking as you know, a full of course. You went in Japan, in a, in then in the states, and then you learn how to speak Argentinian. So it's like a lot of colors of cultures. Yes, like, yeah. totally. Yeah, it's so it's so interesting though. I think regardless, you're named after someone in the family or not. I think it's a really interesting how our parents or someone in the family decides to call you that. Like my brother is named after my dad's uncle who died when he was 25. And apparently my uncle was very, like my dad was very close with his uncle, really loved spending time with him in his such short time. But then like when I was born, they had 
nothing planned. So I didn't have a name for a week or two. And then they heard my grandmother playing with me, uh, calling me this. And then my dad's like, okay, we got the name. Oh. So it's regardless, I think... It, I think it's interesting either Okay, way. now I want to hear the story of everybody's names. Yes, How you got too. your name. My mom was going to call me Jade, which I'm so fucking glad it didn't have to stick with that one. <laughs> oh, my God. And before I was born, they were going to go with Greg as well. And at the last minute, they just picked Adam. Oh, my no God. Idea why. There would have been your dad. Oh, no. Why, why Greg? I don't know. I have no idea. Okay, anyway, I'm glad it's Adam. <laughs> so... I'm curious of uh, the lover of horses. Did you know why your parents picked Felipe? Well, you know, two generations ago in Spain, the you know when people used to have many kids, the names were chosen just by the by the wh whoever was the saint of that day. So if it was let's say ah. June twenty second, you would be called John because that was St John's Day. And then a lot of the a lot of the times the names were after your father or somebody in the family. So my father is called Felipe also, and he was named Felipe because of his great-grandmother, who was called Felipa, I guess because she was born in the day of St. Philip or something like that, I guess. So it wasn't, it wasn't too much thinking in how they named me Felipe. <laughs> and you were the eldest. And I was the eldest. As so well as the name on Alcoba King. So. What do you say, Marcelo? Nice, Oh, the king, yeah. It's a name of a king, too. It's a, it's a name of a king, yes, yes. It's a name of mm. several kings. We are, we are now, we have now, what, the sixth, the sixth Felipe in the Spanish monarchy right now. Wow. <laughs> wow. Well, we need to, uh, another, another time, uh, you need, I need your explanation why he left. <laughs> what happened there? Oh, uh, I mean, <laughs> he was involved in some sort of corruption case, so it's a long story, but that basically, that's what the summary is. The, I think the Swiss um, prosecutor was was investigating, and and you know I guess he felt safer going to the Emirates. Adam, you were asking um, what we have been doing during the quarantine. Philip is watching all kinds mm -hmm. of documentaries and news and interviews <laughs> on this topic. So Marcelo, he's very happy to share with you. Yeah, we don't know going to the border people, but I will. I will. I will. I'm really interested because it's a really fascinating story about uh, the how the king and Spain is is all this stuff. But okay, later. Next question. Send me a private message, and I'll give you a couple links. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Carol, how about you? How about me? My name? Yeah. Do you oh, know why you well, were given that? Yeah, name? my 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 parents are both Jewish, and in Jewish families, uh, you name a kid after a, a relative who's passed away. So hmm. I was named for my mother, my father's grandmother, whose name in Yiddish was Krena. So, like in my family, they didn't do things pure, like the 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 family member who's dead had a name, and then they gave their kids a name that kind of started with the same letter so like i have a cousin Corey, and another one karen and we're all named for the same person oh okay that's interesting you know what i miss from teaching classes mm -mm. like right. seeing people and like remembering the names yeah mm. i really mm. enjoy that i was really bad at that for the first several years and then um 
Eric Jorison. He's famous for memorizing. I know. I remember that name. the very first time I went to Nijmegen, and the very first time I went to El Corte, I was impressed because I had I had heard that story and I couldn't believe it. But it is true. He remembers the name of every single person. So yeah, I heard that about story. Like Two hundred people. You know, it's like yeah. So once Facebook. I heard that, story. and that was before Facebook, exactly. Yeah. Yes. So once I heard that story, I was like, all right, that's. I thought that was so respectful of him, and it took effort. And uh, and in this business, we're meeting people and we value those people. So it's been a part of like my it's focus. You yeah, know? it's a great skill when to I, have. When for I sure. meet students, I really try to get. To, I usually I need to meet them like two to three times. I'm not as quick as Eric, but was that I value easy it a lot. for you guys? Ayana and Felipe. You know, when I was when I was uh, when I used to be a kindergarten teacher, I had to learn 27 names in like the first hour. Because wow. otherwise it was gonna be kind of tricky to follow up. <laughs> so the very the very first day of school, that's what you do. You know, you basically start building all your activities around, you know, learning each other's names, so you can start a fluid communication. Oh, is that what we sang that name names? song together in our? You first know, there's all kinds of name songs, and you make name tags and crowns with your name and this and that. All kinds ah, of. Activities. That's why you made me a crown. <laughs> I think it's very. No, I made you a crown because you're a king. Yeah, at Robin's house. We made a crown. We sang a name song about Adam. <laughs> My gosh! I thought it was weird, but uh, now I understand. <laughs> that was so you know, like to remember before your own I started name teaching. <laughs> um, when I started dating Felipe a year later, we went skiing and I broke my knee, and I couldn't dance for six months. I remember and, this. you know, like I had nothing to do. So I said, you know what? Like, I'm going to run the front door. At that time, obviously, Felipe had different professional partners. I was just hanging out. Mm -hmm. I was doing, oh. doing nothing. And so I started running the door. You know, then people would sign in and then I would say hi and they would chit chat. And that was my like entrance to sort of tango profession. Uh -huh. And so I learned everybody's name, you know, and I learned their stories. And it's really fascinating because yes, they're not just a dancer. Of course, they have life and they have lived and they have their problems and joys and whatnot. And those little chat chats brings everybody, everything together. And I learned so much because before that, I was so focused on my studies and my career, you know, like I went to really good school. I had to study so fucking hard, no playtime when I was a kid. Hmm. And then they went into finance and work, 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 work. And then tango sort of spread out my world to get to know many different people from many different backgrounds and culture, um, work, country, right? Age, mm -hmm. occupation, and just talking was, to them yeah, was amazing. Ayana, Ayana, how was that adjustment to go from such an intense upbringing and education to kind of becoming a tango <coughs> gypsy? <laughs> Well, I think this transition is easier than the other way. Let's say I would. That's what I would assume. Yeah, but even still, it's got to be hard because you. Grew no, no. Japan. What was that's hard very... was trying to keep that job and still dancing tango like crazy, 
like going to LV, mm-hmm. dancing until 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. That's Tuesday, right? And this crazy uh-huh. Spaniard yeah. suggests, oh, let's go have breakfast in Cafe Baghdad <laughs> at 2 in the morning. And you know, like by 6, I have to wake up for tomorrow's work. Such, such a tanguero, Felipe, such a tanguero. What time did but you know, wake up? This amazing dancer and great teacher with great embrace asked me, you know, as who was nobody back then and a beginner, why don't we all go for breakfast? Of course I go because I might learn something, right? No, but I, that was tough. I have to say that Ayano was already <laughs> being a tango gypsy while working in finance because she was going to. That's a, what I'm saying. Yeah, she was going to every single event, so yeah, she was she already. Would go to all the marathons. She was already in this spiral of traveling a lot and and and, and following that kind of lifestyle. Besides working full time on a on an investment uh, company. Oh no. I remember you telling me, Ayana, one time that you leave New York on Sunday night, you <laughs> land in California on Monday morning, and you go right to work. Because yeah, you used actually, to come and hang out with Nalusha and Alari all the time. Yeah. No, Monday is great because actually I can stay until Monday. Like I can stay until the end of Sunday night mm-hmm. and catch the first flight from East Coast, and then I gain three hours. Right. I remember right? you telling me that. Yeah, so I would just wipe off my makeup, the glitters, change my clothes to suits, and go straight to work. I don't. Know. I remember Ayano. Ayano, you like, came to the fling. How is it that you even heard about that, though? Do you remember? Well, because Montreal was an important community, and like I said, many of my friends are from New York. So I think they were talking about that already. And like, oh, mm-hmm. Montreal has great yeah. scene. And I yeah, this, decided You know, to Felipe and Ayana were talking earlier about San Francisco being such a great local community. Montreal is another one that mm-hmm. would be amazing to be based in as well. Yep. Yeah, but I think, I think um, it is. It's really nice. But I think that San Francisco, well, my impression is of San Francisco when I'm there that there's a larger group of people that really go out all the time. Hmm. Maybe I'm wrong, but it's it's my impression that like you can go out Tuesday night or you go out Monday night and there's like, you know, you can for sure there's going to be someone you know. And Montreal went through a period, um, especially more recently, where a lot of a lot of the leaders moved away. Like, I think we counted like 20 something leaders just by, wow. you know, they got jobs in other places or, or whatever reason. And so the company, the company, the, the community had a bit of a dip in its vibrancy, if you like, for a while, because a core group of guys were no longer there. So then the what women was the were going deal, out. What was the deal in San Francisco for calling it Man Frisco? Well, you know, you can hear several several stories about that, different points of view. But basically, there was a time where I guess a lot of people were moving to the Bay Area because of jobs. Right. And they were mostly leaders. So there was a time where, you know, most of the communities always complain that there's not enough men in classes, in milongas. There's so many extra women. And San Francisco went through a period where those numbers were probably more balanced. Although some of the people say that now... The man Francisco has turned into the Bay Area because <laughs> we've lost now some of these guys also, and and you know, but you know, I, I don't know. I mean, to be honest, I never really run the numbers. I cannot tell. Yeah, some I'm not one will, of those people. Some people either. will say that. Some people won't. I know. 
But some I think it was because some, of that. Some people will you know, post on Facebook like, I'm at the Milonga, there's 23 men and 13 women. And I'm like, why the fuck are you sitting around counting? counting. <laughs> so Carol, do you consider Montreal a transient community as well? I feel like New York, for sure, San Francisco sounds like it. Are there a lot of people that come and go throughout Montreal? Um, I don't think as much as maybe some other places. I remember like the first time, well, the first time Robin Thomas thought he met me, but he'd already met me before. But I remember he asked me, how come people in Montreal don't go anywhere? And <laughs> I think there was just a whole group of people here that you don't, you don't, uh, that just are people who live here and who've lived here many years. We don't have like, I think in a lot of cities where tango starts up in um, university uh, contexts, mm. then then you run into a thing where people are there and then they move away. But it's not such a big scene here that you have uh, uh, tango clubs at universities and stuff like that. That's true. Mm-hmm. I, w- I would assume like McGill would have something, but it doesn't. Mm, I don't think they do now. I know they did it one time, but uh, not... Uh, not like that we hear like in Portland. Gotta start. And I think, yeah, I know I tried, but somebody (laughs) had kind of a monopoly on it or something. And I think also maybe Montreal is a place no one moves to. I don't know. I wanted to. Remember when I went for the um, fling, I said, oh, I love this city. I want to move here. And Carol, you told me, no. Wait until the winter. (laughs) Exactly. Wait until yeah. you are there. In the Everybody country. who tries to move to Montreal or have that thought, Carol deters them from doing it because she she claims that the winters are too harsh. Okay, Chico and I, I had say, been to Montreal gonna... like four times in the summer, and then once we went in February, and we were right like, after Argentina. Fuck that. And Carol, we saw you, I think, that trip, and we're like, wow, there's a lot of snow. And she says, yeah, it starts in October and it goes away in May. And I was like, fuck that. I remember the first time Felipe was coming here. Felipe, you were coming here on your way somewhere or something like that, like on your way to Spain or on your way back or something like this. And he says, I'm going to stop in Montreal. And I'm like, really? And he said, I remember being like, incredulous that someone wanted to come in December, right? It was December. Yeah, it was December. I was I was on my way to Madrid for Christmas. So I said to him, you know, it's really cold here. And he says to me something like, oh, well, I know cold. I know snow. I ski. And I remember saying, (laughs) I remember saying, oh, and you have those clothes with you. And there was like (laughs) silence on the other side. Because he comes, he comes to Montreal in his really nice European coat. Really, it was. It, I guess it wasn't that bad. I don't. Not think sufficient snow here. for the cold. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, did I have we to. Do we have evidence? There was there was a lot of snow. I remember there was a lot of snow, and it was oh, really was. really cold. But I have to say though, the coldest time that I remember is being actually in Alaska in February. Oh, yeah. oh man! So that's hard to beat. <laughs> so Felipe, uh, our friend Joanne wrote saying you never finished your story about how you started Tango, and well, also I'm I wanted to say to James I... is on the line. He wanted he just called Hi, in. James. Hello. Hey, Hello. what's up, y'all? I've got a siren going here, so I muted it. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks but, for James. calling in. Yeah. Yeah. Nice to hear your voices. Nice to hear you, James. Where yeah. are you now? Santa Fe. 
Santa Fe. Wow. Hey, James. Nice to see you. How are you, man? Yeah, likewise. Everybody's in the house. Watch for so Rember, though. If he calls, the conversation will go wild. Um, so what I wanted, I wanted to get back to what Joanne was asking, but we were talking about Felipe. You said, I don't know why, but everybody seems to be so loyal to their first teacher. And I was going to, one, ask for both of you, what made you stick to tango at the start? Because I'm wondering if some of that uh, is related to who our first teachers are. I also want to know who their first teachers were, but yes, after. Yes, after. So, like, so, what was okay. the thing that so, I mean, you I will link that to, to what Joanne was asking. Um, I started uh, tango when I was back in Spain before I moved to, to the States. So I was already dancing tango as a hobby while, you know, while I was having a, a life. But from the very beginning, mm -hmm. somehow, and don't ask me why, because it's hard to put it into words, but somehow I felt that I, I, was, I related a lot to it. For some reason, it felt very mine, and I don't know exactly why. And that is what has mm -hmm. kept me into tango. I always felt from the very beginning that it's, it's something very deep inside me. And, you know, uh, for a lot of people, you know, when, when, when we say tango is a, a social dance, most people forget the social world. For, for most people, tango is a dance, but the social aspect of it is also very important. And it's a little bit what we were saying before about how there is so much more in tango. You know, there's, there's so much more. There's, to me, it's very important to understand the culture, to understand the history, to understand the context, and to understand everything that is around it, not just the movements. And for some reason, from the very beginning, I just felt very much immersed in it. And I felt that it was very mine. Mm -hmm. It's hard to put into words because it's a feeling and it's hard to express uh, what you feel inside. But I was immediately connected mm -hmm. to it. So mm -hmm. I don't know. What made you start? Like, was there, had you heard the music? Uh, had you seen people? No, dance? I always, like, was... you know, when I was a kid, um, I grew up kind of like watching, um, musicals and mm -hmm. you know Fred oh Astaire God, me too. Fred Astaire kind oh of movies my, my mom used to love those kind of movies so I always have this idea of like oh I want to learn social dancing one day I want to learn partner dancing that that seems to be something really cool but um, to me it sounded very artificial this idea of going to an academy or to a school to learn because dancing intuitively I have this idea that dancing is something that maybe your friends pass on to you, just like you learn how to play soccer. You know, you start playing outside and, and, and you learn as you, as you practice, basically. So I never really mm -hmm. uh, intended to, 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 to go for a formal dance training or anything like that. But at some point, um, when I was in college, I had a roommate, I had a, a classmate, sorry, that she belonged to a ballroom school, to a ballroom club, mm -hmm. basically. So she was saying like, hey, why don't you come and, and you, you can be part of this and blah, blah, blah. So I started learning some ballroom and some salsa. And then later on, I got into tango. At the time when I, when, you know, I had a girlfriend at the time that she also wanted to learn how to dance tango. And we started together to, to take some, 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 mm -hmm. some, some tango lessons. But I started with uh, ballroom and salsa before tango, actually. I see. 
I'm remembering that now. How about you, Ayana? I started in San Francisco exactly a year after I moved here for my investment job. I had no friend at that time because <laughs> I moved for work. I didn't go to school here. I didn't know anybody here. Jeez. And you know, like you don't walk on the street and like, do you want to be my friend? Hi, can yeah. I be your friend? <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, hmm. <laughs> and then for some reason, somebody took me to a milonga. And I didn't know what tango was. Actually, I didn't know that there was a dance called tango existed. But then everybody was in costume because it was Halloween. Halloween is something oh, that was a normal really night. important. No, 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 no. <laughs> like, Halloween is like really big here. It's the biggest holiday here. So people take it seriously. And I was just, I just saw like Cinderella ballroom. Like everybody's dancing and so elegant. And like, I want to do this. So then I signed up right there because that place wow. also had tango classes. And uh, my first teacher was Andrea Fujileri. Thank oh, you. Yeah. She she encouraged <laughs> me. And uh, I really liked it because it was slow. I tried salsa mm. before and it was so mm -hmm. fast and I couldn't catch up. <laughs> and I realized tango, it's slower and uh, you don't have to remember any choreography, mm -hmm. which is awesome because most dance classes, you have to remember movement. Right. Until then, you can't even learn about the dance. And I really suck at it. So tango was my thing. And then I made friends. Finally. Right. Yeah. So you know, some you people meet? have problem with like, oh, finding friends, um, finding time for non-tango friends. I never had that problem. How every single friend of mine Aria? since I moved here, everybody danced tango. Mm. How did you meet Nalusha and Alaria? Oh, Were they I out met, on the West Coast? I met them in Buenos Aires. Oh. <laughs> I was in Buenos Aires in my second trip, and we were having dinner, and the person I was staying with invited Nelusha. And like we left that person, and we were just like started talking and became friends like right away. And the next day, we decided to go visit Comenfo. Maybe new people, they don't even know what it is. Right. It's the shoe place. Okay. Back then, all the other shoes were ugly, and Comilfo was the queen. The pioneers of. Yeah. So you would go there. Yeah. It's a very interesting place. Anyhow, we go there, and this woman comes. It was hot. It was in summer. She comes in in red rain boots and a red bikini bra top and red glasses. And that was Ilalia. And so I met my best friends. I was going to say, if it was red, that's going to be... Yeah. yeah. And since then, we stayed totally really cool. good friends. We have traveled together so many times, so many places. Nice. Man. I've, I've like, I don't know. I just remembered Ilalia and Lucia. And Ayana. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I yeah. used to go to New York a lot to spend time with them to the point that some people saw that I lived in New York. <laughs> and they're like, oh, when did you move to San Francisco? Like, I always lived here. 
Well, that's like people you remember? Who think I'm from San Francisco. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ayana, you remember I stayed at your studio with Louisa a couple like once. Um, I was going to say a couple years ago. For me, everything's just a couple years ago. And then <laughs> I look at the calendar. I'm like, no, that was probably 12. Ten years ago. Um, you lived. <laughs> I forgot. You were in the, the Bay. And yeah, yeah. you hosted us for a, a night or two. Small, but, you know, nice studio in the center. Mm -hmm. And when I started mm -hmm. tango and when I started traveling, I was really touched by the stranger's mm -hmm. generosity. I stayed in so many people's places. <laughs> and I can't, I mean, that's why I could travel so much. If I had to pay for hotels, yeah, I don't think I could do that much tango, you know, tango traveling. And I really appreciated that. So I never said no, unless like somebody's really creepy. I have accepted many guests on my place. That was one of the reasons why I wanted to get my place. Right. Yeah. It's in a good location. Yeah. Yeah, I behaved myself. I wasn't my usual creepy self. But I would say <laughs> 95. She used, to, she used to have like 10 people staying at, in the floor with all this. I remember it's like a like, Thomas place. She, had all this, she has all these futons on the floor place. and people jumping over each other to reach the bathroom. It was crazy. It was like oh, a... That sounds, like, that sounds like Robin's. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. I was at like Robin's. That. Oh, God. So Robin and I are pretty close, but we only see each other like every three or four years. And we went kayaking back in June. And I go to Sunnyside and I stop by his place to get to meet up with him and whatnot. And you've all seen his apartment. Yeah, that, man has, that man has that man right now. That man has three bicycles and two full size kayaks. That's, hold on, um, hold on, hold on. Yeah, three bicycles and two full size kayaks in that little apartment. One wow. of which, one of one of those one kayaks, fell on him, right? Yeah, yes. and it's a double. That's the one we took out. It yeah. is literally next to his bed, resting on two file cabinets. So his whole apartment right now is just bicycles and kayaks. <laughs> By the way, did, so you guys, did you guys hear a little humming in the background? That was Rember. Rember. Yes, it's me. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you. Oh. Uh, it's my turn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are waiting for you yeah, to do crazy noises. Did you make a composition for Felipe and Ayano? For sure. A new song? Oh. oh Can <laughs> yeah. you hum it, please? I, 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 at first, I, I was thinking of... <laughs> Whoa, who's that bad? <laughs> <laughs> uh, first, I was thinking about... Somebody's... About, uh, about telling my first time with Ayano, but... Um, I, I immediately discarded the idea. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like to laugh. <laughs> no, no. I, I wrote a song. I wrote a very original song. You know, I'm I'm a specialist writing original songs. You already know about that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so, in this case, for this very special night, I wrote this song. I. I, I I can't sing because my neighbor will kill me, but I will read the lyrics for you. Okay. Especially for Ayana, who's uh, now, so she's very interested in tango lyrics. Uh, this, um, 
It says the following. <clears throat> when I find myself in time of trouble. <laughs> Mother Mary? Money makers yeah, no, come to me. Come Ooh, to me. Money makers. Yeah. Speaking words of wisdom. Pay to me. Pay to me. <laughs> and <laughs> oh, let me finish, please. <laughs> and, and when the night is cloudy, there's still a girl who dances with me. Speaking words of wisdom. You are a freak. You are a freak. <laughs> I thought she was going to say, pay me. Pay me. <laughs> oh, yes, could be. I agree. And the chorus, <laughs> and the chorus is, I'm a freak. I'm a freak. I'm a freak. I'm a freak. <laughs> Tango Cafe is great, but I'm a freak. I'm a freak. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> So what are you drinking? I think you're a Rambert? genius. He's a genius. <laughs> yeah, I want to have what you're having. So we know that Felipe means the man of horses and carols a song. Man and I think Gustavo means genius. Or freak. Or freak. freak. Super freak. <laughs> freak. Super freak. Super freak. I think that's freak. I go with a freak. Jay, oh, by the way, Jay Abling is here. Hey guys. Oh, dude, what's up? Hey. This is like a reunion. Yeah. What is reunion. going on here? James is here without Carol. Oh my lord. No, no, I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. The lines are buzzing. Nobody's yeah. working tomorrow. <laughs> well, no. Nobody is working. Yeah, no, no shit. <laughs> I, I just want to chime in on, like, because we were talking about the first time we met Ayano. And oh, wait, the, first, the story. Yeah, the, the, the first time I, met, I saw Ayano was actually Portland Tango Festival. And as somebody was saying, did you see, did you see the, the naked Japanese girl dancing? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, there's like, yeah. and there's Ayano. With, with, Ayano just like sitting there like, Dancing and there's a short Japanese girl with the with the tube top and a tight mini skirt and it's the same color as her skin. <laughs> so from the back, it was like, is that girl naked? And, and everyone's like, not naked. Of, of course you weren't. Sounds like some Chica would say. <laughs> like that, I was not naked. Did you see the naked girl? Now <laughs> I remember. In that festival, I danced with Adam. I Which Adam? So me or the other one? Which one? This Adam. Me? Okay, I thought you meant Cornette, like, maybe. Woo. I don't know. So, and then there. Philippe... Yeah. That's sorry, why she was sorry. naked. That was my fault. <laughs> and then oh. I, actually, I was, I was, um, I was one of those people that actually crashed at Ayano's place all the time when I was back. I was traveling a lot. I, I think most people for on this call have stayed at my place. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. <laughs> But for a while, I was a regular. You lived there for like three months. That's true. <laughs> oh, Jay, you've lived around. <laughs> yeah, I've moved around. Now you're in Annapolis, right? Actually, I'm just out, more outside D.C. I'm actually closer to D.C. I have no idea where any of those places are. Yeah, Annapolis <laughs> is like an hour away. I'm actually like... No, because just... there's like Virginia, Annapolis, D.C., but they're so next to one another. It's just a bunch of so white people. So how did Felipe meet Ayano? 
Oh my gosh. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> oh, I, think I'm, like I think I'm a little bit involved in that one too. What do you mean? No, no. I mean, <laughs> I, I met Ayano when she started dancing because I was already in the community. I, I remember her, her and her friend Colleen. <laughs> they, always, they always used to go together to the Milonga. So I met them. I met her when she started dancing and, and it was, it was part, part of the community. Oh, I remember you were we went when that was like when I was like um hanging around in San Francisco, you you were inviting me because I was crashing at Yano's place and you invited me to come up. Um I think you were teaching up in um in Fort Bragg, but yeah, but that's Fort many Bragg, years yeah. later. That's that's not when I yeah. met Ayano, that's when we started. Oh okay, okay, right, 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 right. Yeah, but right. in terms of when I met her, I met her when she started dancing. And actually but I don't think I, that's what they meant. Uh, that's not what they meant? That's what that's what they said. <laughs> <laughs> you guys understand Felipe is a very direct and literal person. <laughs> but I think you meant like how they got together, right? No, I actually meant no. what Felipe answered. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, we no, met in a innocent question. Ayano already told the story. She well, said everybody... uh, this Spanish guy asked me out for Dinner no, no, no. The no, 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 I was a beginner, I was not asking and Felipe that. was a superstar, super teacher, and very scary, and he would not ask me to dance, it's okay, but he would give me a ride sometimes, <laughs> so we knew each other as a community member <laughs> in the beginning, for many years, actually, he had his own partner, I was married, actually, back then, so no, we had not, nothing romantic WhatsApp at that point. Yeah, no, no everybody course, yeah. was talking about the first time they met you. So I wanted to uh, see if uh, he remembered the first time he met you as well. Mm. That's it was actually the way he answered. I'm sorry, but some guys. of us want the romantic. I wasn't you're, thinking you're gonna in. you're gonna throw him <laughs> under the bus. All he <laughs> says is we met at a Milonga once. <laughs> not, uh, you're not helping here, Chica. So my question, next question. Are we on question three or something? You only have five <laughs> questions, so don't wait them. <laughs> Anybody else have a question? Question. You need to you need to redirect your focus, or you lose your chances. <laughs> I know, right? And Felipe, you were saying like, is this going to be only a half an hour conversation? That's too short. <laughs> no. No, here you no, never know. I, we we can. I've known all these people talking. for too long, so it's like, yeah, we can stay here for hours. <laughs> <laughs> and you never know what we're going to start talking about. We started to talk about injuries, <laughs> dancing in front of the mirror, talk dogs. It's amazing. It's unknown. It's unknown territory. I want to know how you teach the embrace. Oh, serious topic. Yeah. Yeah, I like switch sometimes like this. The thing okay, Felipe, okay. Sorry, Felipe. Felipe, I just have to warn you. They steal information. <laughs> <laughs> True. We were talking about yeah. this the other and week. Before you answer, I would love you to first describe the best embrace for you. With a good embrace or like with... Uh, Listen, 
I'll say this something. Is a question for both you can of you. you cannot teach the embrace because there's no such thing as the embrace. Everybody has well, a different embrace. Well, apparently there's the Felipe embrace. So I. Yeah, but that's my embrace. embrace. <laughs> that's my embrace. And, and, and I don't teach that. I yeah, aim for the students to develop their own way of embracing because that's what they have to do. Uh, well, you probably do better teaching your embrace, buddy. Well. Yeah, no, good point. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I, 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 sorry. I that I'm being goofy. I'm being goofy. Back no. to your serious question, Chico. No, but it's like to me the question is the, the, the question is is wrongly approached because again I don't think there's such thing as the embrace. It's the same thing with the walking. People people start talking about the walk. There's no one walk. There's no one embrace. There's no one kai cadence. I mean, tango is an expression of, of, of oneself. So you have to find what is your own unique thing. And a teacher can, you know, maybe show you some tips or, or, or share their own experiences that might help you. But it's not about the teacher showing something that is going to fit the student. We go back to the question at the beginning when we were talking about the educational yeah. process. It's not my job to teach other people what I do. It's my job to help them discover what they need to do, what needs to come out of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and that's how normally I approach those things. So what I would say, answering your question about what's the best embrace, the best embrace is the honest embrace, is what comes out uh, of you. And I can feel that it's only that. Chico embracing or Carol embracing and nobody else's. So if you, if you, if you dance with somebody, if you, if you dance with somebody, the, the worst thing that can happen is that you think, oh, you know what? This person embrace is like somebody else's. That's the worst thing that can happen. Because then, then, then it's like that person is not there, is not present, is not with you, is not, is not sharing anything with you. And I think that's that's how we have to look at those things. I think Felipe is upset. <laughs> it's my it's my Spanish it's my Spanish blood. I am very vehement, you know. It's Felipe in a good mood. He's passionate. I am passionate about what I'm doing. Yeah. Exactly. I'm not a fucking robot. <laughs> <laughs> and don't piss this man off. <laughs> and don't ask him to give you a nickname. <laughs> His nickname in the show is terrible. Um, how about you, Ayano? I mean, I come from a culture where we don't touch each other. Right? I've never hugged my parents. We uh, never do. It's very never, weird. ever. Wow. I mean, now we kind of do actually because of the Spaniard, because he does it anyway. <laughs> so my mom started to like it. You know, she started sort of like asking for it sometimes. So we kind of do, but it's. It's really not our thing. It's very weird. I didn't want to touch anybody that for like a so long time. Like at least first two years, no close embrace for me. Until I went to Buenos Aires, Porteño Bailarín, I still remember. And the guy goes, it's just like grab me, put me in his arm. I had no choice whatsoever. And so my experience is that the best way to learn about the embrace as a woman, as a follower, is to go out dancing. Dance, yeah. dance, 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 dance. It's like it, you learn with the body. 
And there will be dances that suck. There will be dance that is like amazing. And that, that there will be dance that, that has nothing happens. And mm-hmm. through that, I think we learn. Absolutely. You know? Do you well, find that? This goes back to what Felipe was saying too. Like, that's you find how that... you find your embrace. Sorry, Adam. Well, mm-hmm. as, as somebody who didn't grow up with a lot of physical affection, do you find that you're more sensitive to it? Or I, I don't even know if you would know if you are more sensitive to it because you can't. I mean, now that to I'm else, sort but... of reborn. I'm mm-hmm. not Japanese anymore. When I go back, people talk to me in English. And when I start speaking Japanese, people think like, oh, my God, you speak Japanese so well. You know, so hmm. I'm not sure if I can represent Japanese anymore. Oh, no, I'm not talking about Japanese culture. I'm talking about the culture of people that are brought up without being physically yeah. getting having physical affection. Because yeah. I was really surprised teaching here in the United States that America was more touchy. Not necessarily. Many people have fear or like hesitance to touch and not just be touched, but more like to give, you know. In classes, we talk a lot about giving. I like to talk about that because I think embrace is something that we give um, and to, to permit to be given, you know. That opening the door is more difficult than the physicality of it. Because if you're not Mm -hmm. open, make ourselves vulnerable to give and to be given, embrace no matter whatever technique you have, it won't happen. Mm -hmm. And that was really difficult for him, for me, you know, in the beginning. Mm -hmm. It was very difficult because, again, like I was career, 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 and none of this human interaction was part of my life. So this thing, like opening up to a stranger was very, very scary. And then I also yeah. found how rich it can be. I have cried. I have made some people cry. And that's like unbelievable. It's yeah. cliche, but you know, so, it's true. Yeah, it is, but it's so and special. I- well, also knowing you now or having met you after you've overcome or went through that change, it's mm-hmm. like I would not have at all imagined that you were brought up uh, not touching, not hugging. Yeah. Um, I also think it's funny that you said Americans are touchy because well, most we'll cultures say we're the least. Yeah, like to me, like, I don't know, I'm sure. But you meant touchy feeling. Yeah, yeah, no, sorry, touchy, yeah, not like touchy like, pervy. Like <laughs> men hug men in Turkey, like it's not just a handshake, like they take the handshake right away into a hug. Um, so it always, to me, it feels more- We do here too. Always. Yeah, well, you got problems down there, buddy. <laughs> you're just lonely <laughs> this is one thing but as well we hug man that doesn't mean that we, we I mean I don't know they're so hairy but anyway he's like a like a little bear <laughs> James how you doing I'm doing alright it's been a couple of weeks since we've chatted 
Yeah. Oh, by the way, anyone else? The, one of the yeah. first person who told me about the close embrace. Now I remember was James Frisian. Who? So thank you. Who's that? <laughs> he came he to he came to San Francisco to give a workshop with Mariana Doragone, who I've been taking class with. And I don't know what the class was about, but he said like, "Oh no, no, no! Whatever you're doing with your embrace, like, no, no, like, forget about it." And he said, "You have to embrace this person, like he's the only one that you love in this whole world, and you have to make him feel it." Oh, I still remember. Wow! All he ever told me to do was crawl on a fucking floor in a barn. <laughs> so thank you. Different, different <laughs> treatment to different, different strokes, people. Different folks. <laughs> like Felipe was saying, you have to. Treat, you have to adapt, to, adapt your to your students. <laughs> you saw me as I crawl around on the floor. <laughs> Next question, Adam. What? I don't have any more questions. Does anyone have a question for Ayana and Felipe? If not, I'm going to ask another. What were your What are your future plans uh, after all this is over? Oh, get back on well, the road. We, Did you have any kind of? Uh, we don't know points? yet when this is going to be over, so it's hard to make any plans. Well, that's true, but some people, like some friends of mine, have used this. This has become like a catalyst. They were like, you know, for the past five years, I've been thinking about this. I'm time to make a big change. I'm selling my house and I'm moving to Montana or something. Um, has there been any big revelations or are you guys just like waiting it out to get back to work? Well, I mean, I guess we had a very happy life before. So we just hope that we'll be able to go back to it. See, we just we're just now practicing. Thumbs down, but we're just practicing. Uh, Patience and resilience, mm -hmm. waiting for that moment. But, uh, <laughs> Do you guys practice through this? Uh, Ayano is practicing her leading. <laughs> She's coming up with all kinds of new steps, and every now and then it's like, come here, come here. I'm going to try this. I'm going to try that. So she's working on her leading a lot, which is kind of funny. Yeah. We had a good time. She's enjoying watching videos and, and trying to understand what they're doing, all these crazy guys. <laughs> the old guys, and they're not kidding. We are doing something similar with Chico and Adam in the lessons. We we are studying these guys uh, of the old, and it's fascinating to take the time to 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 put in words what we see. Isn't it? It's, it's, it's so interesting because it's one thing is to admire, and then another is to pass it to to the mind and try to explain it and to repeat it in our bodies. It's a nice challenge, mm. and Adam yeah, is good in that. Jay's also working on some different stuff with this musicality app that he's... Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. that. That looked very interesting. Yeah, it was very interesting. Maybe he should talk about that a little bit. Yeah, Jay, talk uh, about that. Come on, Jay. <laughs> okay, so, all right. So, briefly, uh, I, I've been doing these um, musical presentations like at different festivals, and every time I do this presentation where I show my um, animations, basically I animate the first minute of a song they would come to me and ask like is there a way for us to do it for us to make our own animations and i said no there's no way unless you really know how to <laughs> computer animate yourself because everything is done by hand and now that we have time to do this or 
not as much dancing, I, I said, like, well, why wouldn't there be one? So I decided to, like, create one. That's amazing. And, it's another example of how we're making productive time um, out of this. Yeah. But it was more for me because I started, um, actually, I think I started at the very end of March, or we, or my, my wife and I started this musicality um, program at the end of March. And we've been thinking about doing something like this online, I think it was like last year, but the uh, this whole event just got kicked off really fast. So we decided just to push it out as fast as possible. But um, I decided that I wanted to do, I guess, more animations, but to in order to explain and have it more interactive in the classes, I want them to be able to play with the animation instead of just like watching the animation. So that's how this whole... Um, uh, program or app came around, and what is it called uh, right now it's called the Tango Grapher, but I'm not sure if that's going to stick for me. Hmm. Um, but right, you can you can throw in ideas. Yeah, you can uh, um, you can. Uh, I think I shared on on my Facebook um, uh, page, and you can see the the little quick video of what it's about. Um, but basically, it allows, I set a song, the first minute of the song, and you can play with um, marking which beats you want to animate. It doesn't change the song, so you can't like silence the sound, but it will animate certain parts of the music. So for example, if you want to, let's say that you're dancing to Biagi and you want to like accent all his fills, or like you just want to show where his fills are or where... Um, the beats, accent on, maybe. yeah, or the upbeats, yeah. Then you can click on that and it'll show um, those uh, those colors will pop up. I think it is like Dance Dance yeah, Revolution. Yeah, yeah. remember that? that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, you you get to watch it. You can dance. You can choose to dance to it too. Yeah, it's so cool. Yeah, it's really cool. It actually yeah. comes with um for so a lot of followers say that well we don't know what to do with the uh the music because they're used to being led and so they can't come up with their own movements so i decided to create a movement generator that goes with it so this random movement generator will pick like like four ochos heroes um, ocho cortados um and then you can choose um how to practice that with the music yeah that's also a really good directive to give you the ideas yeah, interesting you know. Interesting. Jay, are you going to sell it though? That would be. Well, right right now it's um, part of our um, subscription, so we we have we offer like three classes a week, and and we um, have a membership. So if you pay for the the membership, you get access to the app and all the classes and the recordings of the classes. And we do um, we do we do two musicality classes, and we do one kind of like a podcast, or I guess like a live um, a webcast of uh, just different tango music topics. Mm -hmm. So we do something similar to with the with the lyrics, um, cool. and we do and we yeah we cover a lot of those things too. And James and Krista, you guys are still doing your technique classes, or uh the drill Directives? sets yeah drills yeah. yes that's yeah we we're having we're actually doing some classes do i think in two weeks uh explaining the drills so that's that's oh unusual. that would be good 
Ooh, I want that. When, when is that? When is that? That's, uh, uh, I think, a week from Saturday. A week from That would be Saturday. Saturday. Yeah, we'll, we'll be posting it all together over. tomorrow. <laughs> so, Saturday and then a week from then. A week from Saturday. So. What is that? The 5th of September? That's uh, Saturday. Like talking isn't, about, that, but... isn't, that, isn't that the long weekend? Labor Day. Long, long weekend? No. Is that yes. from the Game Labor of Day. Thrones? Oh, it's Labor Day. In September when they're doing it. That's not from the uh, Game of Thrones, the long weekend? That's the same weekend we're doing the Tango Spheres. Oh. What's that? Yes. Marcelo, what's that? What's that? Because as, as you can see, guys, all of us, we are... We're all uh, promoting the same shit. <laughs> no, I think I, mean, I love to, I love to see how... Yeah, I don't. I think the the now that the technology has opened so many doors, the world is, is open to all of us, and that is something beautiful and, and different vision and different different ideas. And talking about music, that uh, Jay was saying, I'm I'm talking with with a friend of mine, and she she brought something a really nice question. She's she's a techno uh, she's a music therapist, and. And in Tango's fear, uh, weekend, we are going to explore one question that she brought that I love. He said, what are we looking for in music? It's a really interesting question. Oh, it's not how I, we hear. Say, I please, yes. Can question to our guests? Yes. I want to ask yeah. a musical question too, but go for it. Yes, but, but, but before that, it's what beyond, beyond the music, like the to perform is more deeper question. And and with you guys, you guys we are coming with a talk too. Tango Tango 6G. And uh, I mean talking with Adam and Chico and other guys from England too. And other guests that we have in Tango Spheres is a painter, is a lady who who create who create a beautiful artwork in in this time in quarantine and dare to be an artist and that is the talking the second uh, the third talk. And the, and the last talk will be, uh, do you notice that many of us that we who dance for a long time, we were not dancing in the quarantine? Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. and Ellie, Ellie and Kelly will, will, will bring a, a, a really nice talk about how what happened and how to, as a community, we can address that. that... Well, it, was, it was interesting when Felipe brought up how Ayana's learning to lead because Chico asked if you guys were still dancing. And I've didn't hear you say that you were you were dancing and i'm similar like i'm not dancing much right now no we're not um, really dancing she's just practicing her leading i mean it's not that she's I'm learning now she already knew but to the milongas yeah i know no. i mean there's no milongas so yeah. but that's where i love to dance like dancing yeah of course alone, that's, that's alone, what we like yeah dance. yeah but i can't stand yeah. the milonga so for me this is heaven you know it's like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> such an you're Such an unsocial man. Wow, my... You're the Antichrist. No, no, dancing at the Milonga. I like going and hanging out and seeing my friends. And... So but, I want to... Pro no, uh, Chico has a question. Oh, sorry. What were you going to say? Oh, no, no. I'm just... I'm dancing now more more than I have in years. I mean, with, <laughs> the, with, the, with the eight drill sets. But also, Chris, yes. I bring the, the whole living room into a studio. We're dancing together for the first time in years. We have like a regimented practice schedule, and because wow. we we took we took all this video of us and we were horrified. 
And I'm a free. <laughs> I love that. I love. I just love it. <laughs> we're motivated now. We're now now we're motivated. You know, and uh, so we're practicing a lot and doing the drills and then uh, working on the video stuff. So we're we're uh, rehearsing these these choreographies for a whole big uh, online curriculum. And uh, you know, it's uh, I I'm exhausted. That's mostly why I haven't been calling in. I'm just by like seven. I want to go to bed. You're exhausted. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I yeah. Realize, I love dancing alone, and I love dancing at the milonga. Like I can do. I I want all of it. I think that this experience is gonna like the diehards are gonna just go deeper, and then the fly-by-nighters are gonna go do herotonics and all this other stuff that they've been wanting to do you know like yeah. I, so I what's your for question the first time. sorry carol I, I just said i danced for the first time on saturday since may 12. Wow. march 12th wow. march 12th march 12th yeah. that was our last night too so yeah saturday was the first time i danced a tango how did how odd wow. did it feel did it hurt well, no, well, the thing was, the conditions were a little. We we, we danced at someone's funeral. Oh. Oh jeez. What the oh. what? Oh, <laughs> oh, oh no! It, oh. Yeah, that's a sad. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it was on cement outside, like cement blocks with like cracks in between. So, um, you know, it was what it was. It it, it uh, yeah. The context was. Difficult. Well, Chico, I forgot the question now. What was the question? Well, Marcelo was talking about what does music mean to you, and I was going to ask Felipe and Ayano before we wrap it up. By the way, guys, we have a time limit on the show. Unfortunately. We have to finish up. <laughs> yeah, my question was going to be like, how was Somebody your... puking right now or something? Marcelo. <laughs> <laughs> Marcelo loves doing stuff. Okay. So, Chico, do you want to ask your question? Well, I wanted to ask, like, how your musical journey with tango has been. And you have four minutes. Yeah, (laughs) understanding or understanding tango music or understanding what you hear and what you want to express. You can't spend four minutes asking the question. I know, I've been waiting for 15 minutes to ask it. (laughs) I was going to ask it before Jay started talking. Oh, God damn it, Jay. It's all your oh. fault. <laughs> Damn it. And James Sorry. had to talk. Everybody had to this talk. This is like NPR. It's like the next program <laughs> starts and we got to wrap it up. So. Okay, I'm going to go quickly. You have two minutes. Yeah. Because tango was not my music. I didn't know it at all. I didn't have any particular feeling. Really, I learned by dancing going to Milonga, sitting, because in San Francisco there are so many great dancers. Nobody would ask me, so I would just sit and watch and listen to the music like nights after nights. No? That was my exposure, but the way I listen to the music, I learned by dancing. I learned through how the leader was dancing to the music a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I thought I knew the music, and then I started going to Buenos Aires, and I started dancing with all these old guys where they listen completely different. Like from a different generation, yeah. they're listening to something completely different than young modern dancers are listening to. So I learned again. Mm-hmm. Now I have all of that. 
whatever dance I've had is in my body. So for me, the way the relationship with my, you know, with the music is through the dance and the people that I have danced with. You go. Good. No, I mean, that's... Two minutes. That's a good, Everybody that's a good way to look at it. I mean, but I, we just listen to a lot of. Okay, we need to talk, guys. We need to. We have the two minutes. Come on, somebody say it. Say something. <laughs> yeah, why don't we talk all at the same time for two minutes? That would be a good end of the show. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Okay, I, I, I just I just want to say something uh, before saying goodbye. Uh, as you are talking too much about Saturday. There are many things doing on Saturdays. I, I wrote a song about Saturday. Uh, <laughs> Is it you, Saturday Night Fever. Saturday Night Before Fever. You, no, Saturday Night Liver. Liver like No, no, liver like a liver. Liver. <laughs> yes, exactly. Muy bueno, muy bueno. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye. Ciao, and good night. Ciao, Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks for calling. What were you saying, Felipe? No, that, that we just listen to a lot of music. You know how they, you know, again, the old guys would say, like, oh, just listen to a lot of music. And, and it's true. People, people underestimate just something as simple as that. They don't listen to enough music. You know, a lot of a lot of students ask, "Oh, how can I learn about the music and this and that?" Well, I just say, "Keep listening to music." How many times a day you listen to tango music? Yeah, you know, I, I never mean, listened yeah. to tango music as much as I have the past five months because I only well, heard it. You know, I always heard it at the milongas. So, and you know, if you want to know home, it well, like, well, if you want to know it well, you never listen to it long enough. Yeah, and you can but never it's not, get touched. It's not just like like you know putting it in the background. You know, is th that's that's different. You need to like not just listen to it, but you need to really hear it. You need to like. I think it's both. It's both. I'm curious what Felipe was about to say because oh, he sorry, said sorry, you Felipe, don't yeah. want to listen to it too no, much. I mean, in did a, I no, hear I, that on, right? on, the, on, on the contrary, I want to say that you can never get tired or you can never listen to it too much. Because the more you listen to it, the more okay, things you find. Okay, of course, you have sense. to listen to it, as Jay says, in a focused way or with the intention of uh, discovering things and paying attention, right? It's not just of that course. you play it on yeah. the background. Yeah. Although playing it in the background will do something too. But the more you listen well, to it, like, the, more yeah. you f the more things you find. For example, I keep listening to songs that I know, I mean, I know by heart already, like songs like El Cencerro, Recuerdo, I mean, classic tangos. But every time I listen to them again and I pay attention, I keep finding new things. I keep feeling new things. And it's like an endless search. It's like an endless journey. Mm -hmm. And you can never, you can never learn you too much. that's meaning, Jay, too, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, to me, it's like, um, it's like tr hiking a trail. So the first time you go through, you just pass through and you don't see any of the, the details. But the more you walk down this trail, and the more you pay attention, you get a lot of the, the nuances of the trails. But and at the same time, the more you get to know the trail... And then you walk down it totally distracted by other things. Then you experience it in another way. So you don't always want to hyper focus on the trail either. Because oh, I agree. You know. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You want you want to you want to see it. You know, from like the bird's eye, but you also want to see it from the grass. You yeah. want you want to be able and, so, and sometimes like you don't want to have a 
specific focus on what you want to listen for. No, you can't yeah, because yeah, you yeah, never yeah. know yeah. what right. that is. Right. Well, it's like if you want to meet somebody for a certain reason, you're never going to yeah. know what that reason is. You just figure it out. But also, it's sometimes also it's good, to, like it's good it's to listen to music like... without an agenda. Yes, I love that, Felipe. Sometimes it's about what the song tells you, not what you are looking for in the song. And, and a lot of exactly. the times, I just, I just exactly. let the music talk to me. It's like, and, and that's how you discover things. I'm not looking for anything in particular, but you keep finding things because the song is talking to you or the singer is talking to you. That's why you need to be open. Exactly. To give and to be given. I'm yes, sorry, guys. guys, guys hold thank on, you hold so on. much for... We have for selling the Tango Sphere talk. I love it. We Thank have you. Good. one minute left. Sorry, Podbean is warning us. So I don't want to get us cut off rudely. So I'll politely... Great answer, though. Big hugs, everybody. Lots everybody. of love. Yeah, yeah. lots of love. Yeah. And I want, I want to drink what nice, you're drinking, nice James. <laughs> Me? Oh, not enough. That's for sure. I'm not so every Wednesday, I'm going to fix that right now. Every Wednesday we're here, guys. Okay, thank you. thank you very much for the invitation. Bye, it was thank nice talking to you. It was, a pleasure. To talk to you. it was a pleasure. Thank, thank you, you very for much. being here. Absolutely, Bye. anytime. Anytime. Maybe, maybe seven phone lines is too many. <laughs> I'm sorry about I that. Didn't, this is new having so many lines. A question. Uh, Raise your hand if you want to speak. <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> Well, thank you so much. Ciao, everybody. Thank you, guys. Okay. Bye. Call us back. I want to keep Bye. talking. Why is it <laughs> kicking us out, Adam? <laughs> well, Maybe Jake can build us a still new It's still going, online. I guess. <laughs> it's still going, but we, yeah, we have a like, notification that it's going to cut off. <laughs> you oh. had a notification that it's going to cut I off? I love the answers. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Take care. Great to okay. see you. Great to yes. chat with you. <laughs> Bye. And I hope we connect Bye -bye. again soon. Sure, yeah. whenever you want. Bye. Awesome. Good luck for that. Yes. Okay.